Hello, and welcome to the Emmy Awards. I'm your host, Emmy Cardinale, and this is my podcast where I talk about what I've been watching or rewatching once a week. This episode is going to be long, so I'm going to not have too long of an intro. This is a Yellow Jacket Season 2 deep dive, episode by episode recap. I did one of these for Season 1. It was not my last episode, but the one before that, episode 30. So if you want to listen to that first and then come back, or you want to listen to this first and listen to that one eventually, live your life whatever way you want to go about it. I'm just letting you know that that is available um, for chronology reasons. <laughs> this episode will have chapters. I am going to put the... It has chapters if you go to the episode details on my RSS feed. The timestamps are there, but I can also add them to the description if that's easier. But there will be chapters for each episode so you can like pause where you are and come back to a specific episode if that's something you're interested in um if this is the first episode you find of mine hi welcome um great to have you I talk about all different kinds of TV. I have a really wide range of TV that I've talked about from Vanderpump Rules to Yellow Jackets, um, stuff like that. So if you want to go back through my catalog, that would that would be very nice. Um, I also have a few personal episodes about my life. That's kind of how this podcast started, but I have more recently done solely television recaps reviews sharing my thoughts word vomit all of that so thank you so much for tuning in follow me wherever you listen to podcasts um all my social media is in the description there are chapters thank you so much for listening all of that okay so we're gonna jump into yellow jacket season two episode one it's called friends romans country men it opens up on the wilderness it's winter um there is a song called 17 by sharon van eden playing which i love this opening sequence of a season and episode in general so much so that this song was replaying in my head for like days and weeks after that i like downloaded it and i like listen to it all the time now um and just think of yellow jackets and I, I don't think I would have ever found the song without Yellow Jackets. So I'm grateful for that. They're all asleep in the cabin. Ty and Van, this is in the 1996 timeline. I thought that was clear, but I just want to specify. Um, Ty and Van are in the attic and they're tied together. Lottie's awake and she's drinking tea. Nat and Travis are bundling up. They're preparing to go hunt early while everybody's still asleep. It's like the early morning. Lottie does like a ritual with her tea. She like cuts herself and puts some of her blood in this tea that Travis and Nat drink. And then she rubs some kind of dirt or something on their hands. I, I It's unclear, but it's like a ritual to protect them. Nat says, it's not like this wicca bullshit's doing us any good. And Lottie says, well, you keep coming back alive, don't you? Um, and 
Nat and Travis head out to hunt early in the, in the morning. Lottie draws the symbol in the fogged up window, like the symbol that we've seen all through season one. She draws it in the window. And I feel like that's the first time we see somebody draw it. Well, she drew it on the blanket she gave to Shauna. That hasn't happened yet. Sorry. I was literally, uh, that's later this season. So sorry. Um, But I think this is the first time we see somebody draw it. Anyways, then it cuts to 1998. There was like a time card. They are immediately post-rescue. They're like boarding a plane. Um, I guess to go home, it's unclear where they are, but maybe somewhere in Canada that they were like, I don't know, taken from the wilderness to like Canada and they're getting on a plane to go home. There are a bunch of reporters swarming their plane, like asking them questions, taking photos. We get glimpses of people. Nat's hair has completely, like her roots have completely grown in. Um, She's covering her head. Um, Misty seems excited. Like they're all kind of, um, they're all reacting to the reporters differently. Then we see Lottie with her parents in a doctor's office. They say that she hasn't eat, she hasn't spoken, she barely eats or sleeps, she just paces around the house. And Lottie's dad says, "Can you fix her?" We then see um Lottie going through shock therapy and while they're shocking her, there are like glimpses and memories um that are like being erased, I guess, which I, I do think is a big, at least the way electroshock therapy is presented in media, a big thing it deals with is memory. I know it's a very, and the first thing that they do to try to fix her um, in quote unquote fix her is by erasing her memories, shocking her, which I think is meant to show, I don't know. I I get really sad when I think about Lottie. I really do because I don't know. Anyways, then we see Lottie. Um, a little bit of time has passed because her hair is shorter. She's in like room. It seems like a the the psychiatric hospital room. Maybe um, she has a roommate and she tries to calm her roommate down. Tells her roommate that they quote unquote can make her better. I don't know who the they are, if she means the people treating her. I've seen some people say maybe she means the visions. Like, I I don't know um, who they are. Like, if she's saying that the treatment is what made her better. But anyways, then we see adult Lottie. Um, She's giving a speech. It's like in this beautiful, like, will, like, right in front of a lake. Um... Everybody's wearing purple. It's giving cult vibes. The speech she gives to like her congregants or whatever you want to call them. I I love this speech. She's like, we always want to find somebody to blame. Like the lover who didn't love us back. The parent who didn't love us correctly. Like, I don't know. She's just, she's spitting bars. Like, I know cults are bad, but I think I would join Lonnie's cult. Um, I actually, I don't know. Anyways. Then we see a flashback back to young Lottie getting on the plane post-rescue. She turns around to look at the reporters and screams, and that's when it cuts to the theme song. 
Um, and I think this opening sequence establishes that this season is the season of Lottie Matthews. I mean, season one ended with who the fuck is Lottie Matthews? And then we open up with more of Lottie's backstory post-rescue. And we haven't seen much or any of the other yellow jackets immediately post-rescue to this extent. Like we saw, and I think it's very important, obviously, this part of her character, the hospitalization, the immediate shock treatment. Um, I, I think it's very pivotal to her role and her backstory. And I think they had to show it to kind of establish the way the rest of the girls treat her upon like coming into contact with her throughout the season. But anyways, then we see adult Shauna is in some kind of interrogation. She's being asked about Adam. They ask if like she says, I didn't murder him. And then the interrogators like, I didn't say anything about murder. And then we see that it's Misty with a voice changer trying to prepare Shauna for if she's ever interrogated. Um, Misty even made Shauna a cookie that says, I want my lawyer. So she knows that that's all she ever has to say. Um, Misty is worried they missed something in the disposal, covering up whatever of Adam's body. They're worried about that. Misty's worried about that. And she asks Shauna if Shauna got rid of everything. Then we see adult Taisa at an animal shelter. She picks a dog She's very, like, absentmindedly there. Like, she's on her phone. She's really not, like, paying attention. She's just like, I'll pick any dog, that one. And she picks Steve, who's a very cute dog. And we barely ever see him. Anyways, she's on the phone with her campaign manager talking about things post-election. And I just, like, I don't know, re-watching season two and watching the entire thing play out has made me even more confused about like Ty's storyline later on and I'll get to it like I don't want to like start talking about this now but it's like at the beginning a lot of the things we hear like I, I don't know so much of the conversations Ty has with like her campaign manager or like I, I don't her publicist I don't know who this person is like I have no idea what their official title is but she was in last season too so many of the conversations are obviously about the election about like image about like things they have to do and then it's like later in the season it's like she just disappears for like a week and do they not care I don't really know I would love if season three whenever that gets made if we get some answers about Ty's family back home like just more information about Ty's family because obviously like anyways they all go to Lottie's compound later in the season which is what I'm talking about and I'll get to it when I get to it but my point is the others when they're at the compound like we get more information on like what they left behind and like Jeff and Callie anyways if you've seen season two I, I feel like maybe you'll know what I'm talking about I'm just like anyways then we see adult Misty is hesitating to call Thaisa. She's like debating then like whether she should call Ty or not. She goes on her like more murder Reddit boards. I don't, I don't, the citizen detective board. I don't know if it's Reddit, but like the, anyways, the citizen detective internet boards. And she downvotes a theory about Adam Martin that somebody is like, he bought lingerie. He had a secret girlfriend. 
Um, so she downvotes that. Then we see Callie and her boyfriend watching TV and Shauna comes home. Callie sends her boyfriend's boyfriend away um, to talk to Shauna. Callie is mad and suspicious about Adam's disappearance. Um, and Shauna reveals to Callie that Jeff knows about the affair. And then Callie gets even more mad. Like, the like <laughs> Callie's so silly because she's like, how do you think, Dad, like, you're keeping this from Dad? And then she's like, I'm actually not keeping this from Dad. And then she's like, how dare you tell him? I get, I get it, Callie. She's a, she's a teenager. What can I say? In the wilderness... Shauna is in the meat shed. Shauna is the butcher, if you recall from season one. So I guess she's in charge of preparing the meats. Um, so she's in the meat shed, meat shed, and she's hallucinating Jackie. Like she's talking to Jackie, but she's actually talking to Jackie's dead body. Because if you recall, Jackie froze to death at the end of season one. So her body's in the meat shed, I guess, because where are they going to put her dead body? And Shauna's just been spending lots of time talking to a, like, hallucination ghost version of Jackie. In the cabin, Ty and Van are playing table hockey. Um, Ty notices that Van has, like, a mark on her arm from being tied up. And Van, like, Ty gets upset and Van says it's okay because Ty is sleeping through the night now and that's what matters. Mari is concerned about Shauna spending so much time in the meat shed with Jackie. She calls her dead ass Jackie. We find out, Lottie says to leave her alone. And then we find out it's been two months since the end of season one because somebody's like, it's been two months. It's, it, it's you know, happening. It's happening a little, like she's been doing this for two months. And that's how we find out that two months has gone by. Coach Ben says that Shauna's just grieving to give her time. And then we see two girls who have never talked before, <laughs> um, whose names I believe are Jen and Melissa. I know one of the actresses, if not both of them, were in season one. They were just background characters, so they didn't talk. Like, they were extras. Like, there have always been in the background more girls on the team than just the characters that spoke last season. Um... But these two girls, from my knowledge, had never spoken. Some of the like, anyways. And then Crystal, who is a completely new character, that actress was not in season one. And Crystal's humming. They tell her to stop humming. Um, young, young Shauna and Ghost Jackie. I'm gonna call her Ghost Jackie, even though it's not like I, I don't really know. Anyways. It's just easier to call her Ghost Jackie. They talk about Shauna and Jeff's relationship and how their relationship started. It was like after a party that the cops raided. They like went, they had to go home through like the woods, which I wrote that down. I was like, their relationship started in the woods. Could this have some kind of significance? Um, everything goes back to the wilderness. I don't even know. Um, she pushes Jackie, and because Jackie is a corpse, she, like, falls, and her ear falls off. Shauna puts it in her pocket. Then Shauna comes back with the meat. Um, she says they have to come back, they have to cut back on rations because they're running out of, this is the, the meat from the bear that Lottie killed at the end of season one, is what's sustaining them right now. Um, adult Shauna 
is looking in her safe, the one that had her um, journals or um, diaries from the wilderness. And she she still has Adam's license and a drawing he made of her and her journals. She realizes she forgot about his art studio when she... she She's like looking at his keys and I guess that in the photo she realizes, oh no, he has an art studio. So she calls Jeff. They decide that they're going to go to the art studio. Art studio. Adult Taisa picks Sammy up from school, introduces him to their new dog, Steve, and Simone, Taisa's wife, gets mad, tells Sammy to wait in the car, like freaks out. Ty has no idea why Simone is so upset. Um, Simone's like, I found your thing in the basement. Ty's like, what thing? And she's like, you need help, Ty. Um, yeah. In the wilderness, Nat and Travis are struggling through the snow. They're like, you know, I would say hunting, but they don't really hunt because there's no game. But Travis thinks he sees Javi's dead body, but it's just a fox's bones. There's a lot of tension between Nat and Travis because Travis is focused on finding Javi. Nat doesn't really think that Javi is alive. It's it's just a disaster. Nat marks where they've reached with like a little ribbon or something. Not a ribbon. Like, anyways, she marks how far they've gone, um, which I, I think makes a lot of sense, especially in the snow, because it's like, it probably all blends together. Adult Misty is looking for Natalie at the motel because Natalie hasn't been picking up. She doesn't get much info from the guy at the clerk, like at the check-in, whatever it's called. He's like very unhelpful. Adult Shauna and Jeff go to Adam's studio. There are a ton of drawings and paintings for Shauna. Jeff is kind of upset. It's like very weird. And then Shauna's like, the thought of you always... Uh, you with somebody else always like stress me out but it also turned me on they have sex it it's weird <laughs> young shauna is i think in the attic staring at jackie's ear and pacing back and forth and then we see mari cooking and she stops misty from from messing with the food um and then misty draws the four like she they draw cards. I think this is the first introduction we get to the cards equaling chores. I don't think that was established in season one. The only information we got about the cards was that there were no queens in the deck. I think this is the first time we see them pick a card to get a chore. Um, and four means she has to get the water. Then Tyas asks Shauna... Ty asks if Shauna's okay. I wrote that down and I, and I don't remember what the context was. Because I didn't even write young Ty or adult Ty. Maybe she's, at, like, I think Ty is probably concerned about Shauna spending time in the meat shed. I don't know. Anyways, adult Shauna and Jeff destroy Adam's artwork because they can't really, like, bring it outside. Um... Because then people will see them, so they like burn it. Then in the wilderness, we see Crystal singing outside. Missy tells her to shut up. Um, like she gets mad at her at first, but then Crystal offers to teach her to sing, and she says we could harmonize, and it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Young Natalie and Coach Ben are creating a map. So Natalie has not only been marking 
marking where they get to. She's been like then drawing the bit of the wilderness that they went. I don't know how she does this based off of memory, I guess. I don't really know. Um, I'm not an artist though, so who can, who am I to comment? But yeah, they're, they're making a map. They also talk about Javi and Coach doubts that Javi's alive and Nat does too, but she's worried about Travis because he really doesn't think that Javi's dead. Don't Misty is sad about Natalie, tells herself not to cry, and then she notices she's in Natalie's motel room and she notices the hinge of the door is broken. And she's like, aha, I knew it. Adult Natalie. Then we see adult Natalie strapped to a bed, screaming. Then somebody comes in. We later find out that this this person is Lisa. I don't know if she introduces herself upon this interaction, but she's dressed in all purple. She's wearing the symbol. Like she has a necklace with the symbol from the wilderness. Um, and Lisa's bringing her food. Lisa unlocks one of Natalie's arms so she can eat. Because Nat's like, you really think I can eat without, like, without two, like, can I, I'm not going to hurt you. I just, I, there's nothing I can do. I just, I need to be, be able to eat. Jeff is in his car. He's like freaking out. He's like listening to a strong, like a song. And like, it's intricate with, with like images of him and Shauna having sex in the art studio that like just happened. Um, and I don't remember the, the song, but he's like really hardcore jamming to that song while imagining the whole sex scene. I don't, I didn't love it. I feel like we didn't need to see like flashbacks or glimpses of something that just happened. I think narratively we would have been able to put together that he was like freaking out in the car, jamming out to this song. I think it was like, this is my last resort. I don't know what the name of that song is. Um, I feel like we could have put it together. We didn't need to see the scene that we just saw from the same episode. Um, but anyways, Shauna and Jeff burn Adam's license and her journals, and they decide to make barbecue as a cover. So it's not, like, suspicious <laughs> that they're using the barbecue in, like, the fall, winter. Um I don't know. I think it's November, maybe. It's it's definitely the winter time because a couple episodes into season one, it was Halloween. So I think this is probably like the fall, winter timeline. Adult Thaisa is in her basement and she goes through like the crawl space and finds the altar with Biscuit's head and the symbol and the blood and the heart and everything we saw in season one. <laughs> Callie still has an attitude and is suspicious of her parents. They're like eating dinner and trying to act normal, but like she's not having it. And she's like, I, I don't want to eat this. I'm going to grill myself a veggie burger. And I wrote, I don't think she was a vegetarian last season. Like she's now suddenly like, I, I, you guys can eat your like pig intestines. I'm going to eat a, like, I'm going to make a veggie burger or something. It's like, you weren't a vegetarian in the last season Shauna made like rabbit like stew or something and it was like supposed to be chicken so she eats meat anyways but I respect it I too would um 
become a vegetarian if my mother was a cannibal. Um, I mean, I am a vegetarian. Plus, she doesn't know her mom's a cannibal yet, but she probably guesses. <laughs> Young Natalie and Travis are sitting by the fire in the cabin. He's really not... He's being distant. It's, like, very tense between them. Travis doesn't think Javi's dead, and Natalie's like, it's been two months. Um, he starts having a panic attack, and Lottie calms him down. Um, like, puts her hand on his chest, tells him to breathe, like, calms him down. And he um, has an erection, which is super awkward. Then Lottie says, Javi is still alive. Nat gets mad. She's like, what the fuck are you doing, Lottie? You can't give him false hope. Giving him, this is a direct quote, giving him false hope is just going to make things worse. And then Lottie says, there's no such thing as false hope. There's just hope. And I honestly, I love that quote so true, Lottie. I tell, I tell myself that when I'm being delusional about something that will never happen. I'm like, there's no such thing as false hope. There's just hope. <laughs> Um, and now it's like, did you read that on a fortune cookie? Hilarious. Love them. Adult, I'm so silly because, like, they are, like, beefing, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're in love the, the beginning of the season. Um, adult Natalie is, like, we see her in the room again locked up, and Lisa comes back to lock her up again, and Natalie stabs her with a fork and escapes um and runs off she's in some weird compound that we kind of got a glimpse of earlier when Lottie was giving her speech um she hides behind a tree which I wrote down is very similar to a sequence that happens later on that I thought was an interesting like the the shot of of adult Natalie hiding behind a tree is very similar to something that happens in episode eight, and I just thought that was interesting. I don't know if that's supposed to connect somehow, but I thought that was interesting, so I wrote it down. Then we see young Taisa and Van asleep in the attic again. Ty wakes up and or seemingly wakes up, kisses Van. Van kisses back, but then Ty bites her, and then Ty actually wakes up. And Ty's, like, really upset and, like, concerned that she is, like, hurting Ty, that she's hurting Van in this sleepwalking state. Van says she's not afraid, and then writes, I love you on Ty's arm with her own blood. Super sweet, super cute, super romantic. <laughs> Adult Natalie comes across a ritual like she's she's been running through this compound and she comes across like she comes upon a ritual type thing they're wearing animal masks they're burying a naked guy alive i didn't remember that the guy was naked um that was a jump scare <laughs> lottie shows up and Nat gets mad and, like, goes to hit her. But somebody, and, and somebody tries to intervene to stop Natalie. But Lottie tells them, it's okay. She's my friend. And Nat says, is that what we are? I mean, they were lovers in a past life. Like, season three, Lottie, Nat, canon, it's, it's happening. Again, there's no such thing as false hope. There's just hope. <laughs> They're going to be in love in season three in the wilderness. And then Lottie tells Nat that she has a message from Travis for Nat. 
Then we see young Shauna pacing in the cabin, staring at Jackie's ear. Then we see young Natalie and Travis looking through the woods. These are all like short scenes. And then Callie checks the grill and finds Adam's license. Sorry, I couldn't read my handwriting there for a second. And then Natalie and Travis stumble upon a tree in the wilderness. Natalie and Travis stumble upon a tree with melted snow. And they're like, this is weird. And then we cut back to Shauna in the cabin and she finally eats Jackie's ear. And that's how episode one ends. 10 out of 10, um, beginning to season two. I loved this episode. I had a few critiques but I really love this episode. Episode two is called Edible Complex. Interesting title. Interesting title. Let me know your thoughts on why it's a play on Edible Complex. Like, I don't really, I don't really see the comparison. But anyways, we'll get there. Young Shauna. It opens with Young Shauna in the meat shed with Hallucination Jackie. Um, They're running out of meat. Jackie asks what happened to her ear and then Jackie's like you should braid my hair so you can hide the fact that I'm missing an ear. (laughs) Um, Then back in the cabin Mari is cooking and says oh no now there's two of you about Crystal and Misty so furthering this bond that Crystal and Misty suddenly have. Shauna is still in the shed and Lottie says she'll come when she's ready she thinks it's healthy for her grieving process. And then Natalie says, so healthy. Everyone who's seven months pregnant should risk getting pneumonia by staying up half the night chatting with their dead best friend. Like, hilarious banter. They're in love. Um, but honestly, that was very funny from Natalie. Thaisa says... No one is eating Shauna's food after Mari suggests they eat her portion. And Lottie reiterates, and then everybody kind of, like, takes that as, like, the plan. Like, Mari's like, maybe we should eat her portion. And Ty's like, no one's doing that. And then Lottie's like, yeah, nobody's doing that. And suddenly everybody's like, okay, nobody's doing that. Like, it's beginning to show Lottie's influence. They... I mean, we saw it in season one a little bit, but this is kind of the beginning of people really starting to buy in to Lottie's word as like gospel, which I would just like to point out that she never tried to do herself. She's just sticking up for her friends, but I'm a Lottie defender till I die. Then they're like, it smells really bad in here. And like, it always smells really bad, but they're like, no, it smells worse. And we find out that somebody peed, pooed in the pee bucket. That's a mystery that's never solved by the end of season two. Obviously, it's not like a big mystery. I don't particularly care who peed in the poo bucket, but or pooed in the pee bucket. But I, I just had to, I just had to make note of that. <laughs> then we see Shauna in the shed again, and she's braided Jackie's hair, and now she's doing her makeup. Hallucination Jackie, which is just obviously a, like a, a figment of her self-conscious or not self-conscious, her subconscious. Um, she says, you're hungry. And Shauna replies, Mari's making dinner. And Jackie says, that's not what you're hungry for. 
And then it cuts to the theme song. Then we see in the present day, Callie is in her boyfriend's room. She's vaping. She breaks up with him. She's like going through it. She's like, my parents suck. The world sucks. I want to vape till my head falls off. Um, Okay, Callie. Young Van wakes up in the middle of the night and Thais is gone. Van follows footprints in the snow and saves Thaisa from falling off the cliff. Because in this state, she almost jumped off a cliff. Then we find out that Thaisa... Well, Van first, like, she follows Thaisa and she asks her a bunch of questions. And she's like, how do you know where to go? And she's like, I'm following him. Um, And she's like, who? The man with no eyes. Do you always follow the man with no eyes? Only when she lets me. And then Van says, who's she? And Thaisa says, Thaisa. So this other being is not Thaisa. And the tree by the cliff that Thaisa almost fell down has the symbol carved into it. Ty, then Thaisa and Van talk. Ty's worried about Shauna. Van proposes telling Lottie about Ty's sleepwalking because she's like, maybe Lottie can help. Ty refuses. She's like, no. Then we see adult Thaisa pounding coffee. She clearly doesn't want to fall asleep. She's like doing everything to stay awake. She's exercising. She's like pacing. Um, And in the mirror when she's getting ready at some point, like there's a shot of like she's looking at a mirror but then her reflection is looking at her and it's kind of like the first time we see the other tie quote unquote like personified like if that made sense then we see young Thaisa chopping wood Lottie's like talking to people um I don't know when I when I rewatched this I thought she was like preparing for one of her like prayer circles and maybe she was but we don't see the prayer circle um and then natalie sees lottie talking to travis through the window and gets upset and then natalie and travis are out searching and travis mentions that natalie missed the blessing so that's what she was watching travis and lottie do through the through the window earlier like she was watching Travis do the blessing and she decided not to go and then and Travis is like it's it's about like being more open to things and like you know and Nat says I'm sorry she she goes all witch doctor messiah and I'm the one that's not being humble and then Travis is like I was actually talking about myself about like not being so closed off he was talking about it himself and then Travis says everyone has their role because Nat's basically like, we're out here hunting every day, and she's just like talking to the pine trees, and I'm like the crazy one. They split up because Nat's like, we have to go this way, and Travis is like, I'm gonna go this way. So they split up. Then we see adult Nat and Lottie talking. Um, Apparently, the last thing Nat knew, Lottie was in Switzerland in a, like, psychiatric hospital. Um, Lottie says her group is not a cult. (laughs) It's an intentional community, something she repeats a lot. Lottie kept an eye out on Natalie after... Lottie kept an eye out 
on Natalie after Travis's death because she was worried. And then Lisa gives Lottie a smoothie and it's the wrong smoothie. And I wrote, oh my God, she'd love Erwan. Lottie, I mean. Like, it was just, it was giving Erwan vibes when she said something about a schwand. I'm like, I said that incorrectly. Anyways, Callie, then we see Callie and she's being really rude to her mom. She's like, I'm, she says no to going to the mall. Shauna's just trying to bond with her daughter. Callie's like, no, I'm not going to the mall with you. I'm going to hang out with Kyle, even though we know she broke up with Kyle. Adult Misty keeps leaving messages for Thaisa. She wants help from her and Shauna to find Natalie. She posted on her forums to see if anybody could help hack the motel security camera. And somebody comments about Adam Martin. Like, why are you downloading my Adam Martin theories? (laughs) Young Thaisa goes to the meat shed and she sees Jackie's body. All made up with her hair braided and she confronts Shauna. Lottie defends Shauna's grieving process. Ty says this isn't good for her or the, or the baby. And then Taisa basically decides that they're going to cremate Jackie because Shauna's like, we can't bury her. And she's like, but we can cremate her. We're doing it tonight. And she's like, decided. She's like, we're cremating her body. Then we see adult Shauna cooking dinner and Kevin Tan, who is a detective and formerly formerly Natalie's friend, like they were friends in childhood. We saw him pre-crash. Kevin rings the doorbell and asks Shauna about Adam Martin because they have a lot of text records of them together. And she's basically like, oh yeah, we got into like a fender bender. That's the extent she says. And then Callie saves Shauna from saying more she's like she pretends they're going to the mall which we know they're not because Callie already said no to that and then Kat once Kevin is gone Callie asks why Shauna lied to the cops and Shauna's like the cops are sexist they wouldn't believe it was just an affair um and she also says she did it to protect Jeff because he doesn't deserve to be humiliated with her affair being like public knowledge Adult Thaisa is in her home, which we had seen her previously, like, pounding a bunch of coffee, trying to stay awake. And Sammy is there. Like, he's inside. Um, And he said he walked from school. Ty calls Simone to tell her that Sammy's there. Simone's obviously upset. Adult Misty is at work. And Walter, it's the first time we're introduced to Walter besides his voice, um read aloud some of the messages from the murder boards um walter's there he's touring for his quote-unquote mother (laughs) um and then misty goes to like the the communal fridge and there is a note for misty on top of her tupperware in the fridge she opens it and it's blank then in the wilderness we see travis and nat meet up and Nat shows him a pair of bloody pants. We see then like glimpses of her getting them out of Javi's suitcase, cutting her leg and rubbing blood on them to pretend that she found uh, that she found Javi's bloody clothes. She's like, Javi's gone. Travis is like, where'd you find him? She's like, no, I looked everywhere. Um, 
basically she is trying to make sure that Travis not me like the thing is I have such mixed feelings about there's so much of the show because I see her point was it the most effective thing no I think when somebody's grieving you have to let them do it in the way that makes the most sense for them and I don't really know if this was the wisest most kind decision but I understand why she was doing it like it I just have I just have mixed feelings. Anyways, adult Lottie and Natalie are in the sharing shack and Lottie tells Natalie about the day Travis died. He called her saying that the wilderness had come back to haunt him basically and that he needs to get as close to death without dying to know what it wants because that's how they found answers before by getting very close to death but not dying. Lottie calms him down um, and, like, gets him to not want to hurt himself, I guess. But then she falls asleep, and when she wakes up, he's gone. She, Natalie asks, and, like, intercut with this, Natalie's asking her questions. And Natalie asks why Lottie didn't contact her when Travis first reached out to Lottie about the wilderness. And Lottie says Travis didn't think that it helped. Then he left instructions about his bank account and a note for Natalie. Um, she Lottie found Travis in the barn where we know he died. The symbol was in candles on the floor. He was going to knock himself a con- uncon- unconscious with a crane and then bring himself back down. Lottie said that she would lower him. And she tells Natalie that the button got stuck we see her and we see that version of events but then we see she has some sort of vision of Laura Lee and like it was unclear to me because when I first watched this I interpreted it as her saying to Nat like oh the button didn't work but what actually happened was she had a vision and didn't press the button in time but re-watching it it was unclear if the button didn't work and then she had the vision or if the the if she had the vision and the and and by the time she went to press the button it was too late or maybe she like started pressing the button she had the vision and she didn't have enough time to try to problem solve without i don't i don't really know i don't i don't really know if anybody has maybe i need to rewatch it a third time cuz i i'm not i'm not sure either way Lottie didn't tell Natalie the full truth of that day Which I understand because Lottie's probably doesn't want to share that she's having visions again. Especially to people who have written her off as crazy and just like didn't check in on her after she was hospitalized. I don't really know. Anyways, every time and then Natalie says to Lottie, every time that you try to save somebody, a lot of bad shit happens. Which is sad to me. I love Lottie. Natalie says she's going to put an end to all of Lottie's bullshit. She's like, I don't know what's happening here, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to put an end to it. And Lottie says, well, at least you'll have to stay alive to do that. So that's a win for me. Like selfless queen. And that's like, I'm, I'm going to destroy you. And Lottie's like, well, destroying me means you have to stay alive. So I love Lottie. I love Lottie. And then Natalie Lottie tells Natalie that she has to stay the night because, like, transportation, like, there's no transportation around there. Um, 
at this hour. She's like, just stay the night. And then we see Simone at Thais's, at their house to pick up Sammy and Thais asleep. Um, but she goes downstairs and she answers the door and Sammy's not there where we last saw him. Then in the wilderness, we, um, they're preparing to cremate Jackie. Akila proposes they keep her jacket, but Shauna's like, no. And she fights Mari off because Mari's like, oh, now you care about her. And she tries to take it off her body. Um, Lottie removes the necklace off of like the heart necklace, which was something that came up last season and is a very important symbol in the show or artifact or whatever you want to call it prop it's very important lottie removes jackie's necklace off her body um and puts it on shauna which i i just like i honestly i thought shauna took it off her body but rewatching it lottie's the one who takes it off the body and gives it to shauna then we see callie in the present day we see callie at a bar with her friend alana i think and we see this this mustache this guy with the mustache he's doing a puzzle and she goes up to this mustache guy and confides in him that her mom's having an affair um and her friend had said earlier serial killers love puzzles because Callie's like what what do you like he's doing a puzzle how harmless can he be and i thought the serial killers love puzzles line was very interesting um because of things later then in the wilderness natalie and travis come back and see that they're setting up to cremate jackie um lottie still says that javi's alive because they they notice the bloody pants and somebody's like oh are those javi's and lottie's like that doesn't make any sense he's alive and natalie gets mad at her um again they're in love (laughs) Then Shauna lights the wood under Jackie's body and says goodbye. Um, She says, I don't even know where you end and I begin. It's all very sad. Travis says goodbye to Javi too. He he puts um, Javi's bloody pants next to Jackie's body for them, for it to all get burned up together. Then we see adult Natalie at Lottie's center. Um, she's like in a like room. It's a very nice room. And they left her purple heliotrope clothes. Natalie is like panicking about being there. Adult Misty is cleaning Caligula's cage with like a blue light. Or I don't know what those are called. One of those lights that you can... Anyways, a blue light? Yeah, blue light. I think is what they're called anyways. And she, she's using one of those to make sure there's no like poop at the bottom of his cage or something. And she realizes that the blue light might help with Walter's note. And so she reads the note with the blue light. And basically it's this Walter guy being like, I I couldn't do anything about the camera, but I did find a guy that's staying in this motel in the FBI and I'm interrogating him tomorrow at my boat. He thinks that like, so Misty's invited to interrogate somebody. Then we see the mustache guy who, um, Callie had been talking to, talking to Kevin Tan because he is a cop and he reveals that Callie confirmed that Sean is cheating. 
because that's great police work, ACAB. Anyways, then we see young Natalie and Travis in the cabin. They have sex, and it's a very interesting scene where he kind of, like, pictures Lottie. And I've seen, like, writers, the writers say, or maybe even the actors, like, I've seen a lot of people say it's less about him, like, lusting after Lottie and more about, like, his spiritual side fighting with the rational side and, like, what Lottie and Natalie each represent. But I thought it was an interesting scene nonetheless. And before they have sex, Natalie covers her leg to make sure he can't see where she cut herself and maybe put together that she faked Javi's thing. And while they're having sex, candles start, like, there's wind and the candles blow out. And then... We kind of see from the wilderness's point of view, there's like a wind going through the wilderness and it knocks snow onto Jackie's body. And so instead of like the, the fires kind of put out a little bit, but there's still fire. So it kind of cooks her body instead of cremating it. And this is intercut with the remainder of the sex scene, which I, I feel like was was there for a reason i don't know what it's supposed to mean i don't i i don't know i i don't know but i i feel like that has to matter like why is i mean when jackie and travis had sex that was like during doom coming and that was like a big deal because that was the first time they like hunted and yeah they were on shrooms but i feel like it's all connected somehow and i think the at least the first time we see Natalie and Travis have sex, the wind, the wilderness, whatever, cooks Jackie's body. Like, it's, it's just, I found that interesting. So I made note of it. Do I know what it means? Not yet. I haven't formed a hypothesis, but I think there's something there. Then we see adult Taisa and Simone in the car. They're out looking for Sammy because he wasn't, he wasn't in the house when Simone came to pick him up. And they get a call from Sammy's school. They're like, Sammy's here. And, and Ty's like, oh, he must have left and come back. And they're like, he's been here for two hours. So, And then we see the same scenes of Taisa interacting with Sammy, but Sammy's not there. <laughs> like, he was, he, was just, he was never there. And Simone tells Ty, like, you're sick, you need help. And then Taisa gets into a car accident. She, like, doesn't break. And there's kind of a look that comes over her that's kind of like, is this the other Taisa? Anyways. Then in the wilderness, they wake up to the smell of the meat. And they're like, what is that? And it's Jackie's body. Shauna, they're all like hesitating, but then Shauna kind of gives a go ahead. She's like, she wants us to. And this scene, as disturbing as them eating people and like the first time they really, like it's a disturbing scene. It's intercut with, like it's it's such a, I don't want to say beautiful, but it's such a like visually captivating scene because they're eating Jackie's body while also it's intercut with like a Greek feast type thing and they're all dressed really beautifully and they're like eating and it kind of shows like the dissociation of like they're so far gone and so hungry that eating like their friends like 
body, which is obviously a traumatic thing, it feels as good as like a, it was, I'm not making any sense, but it was just such a fascinating way to do that. Like, I I think that was a very intelligent way to visually show what that kind of physical fulfillment, like that the nourishment, how that feels something that's obviously so like unimaginable and disturbing and traumatic but from a primal level it's something that like they need to nourish themselves and that like anyways I I really enjoyed that scene and they all look beautiful in their green like clothes like it, it was just a really fascinating choice And Coach Ben is, like, staring at them eating Jackie's body horrified. Episode 3 is called Digestif. I feel like there's a lot of French in this show. Which I know they are in the Canadian wilderness, but are they in French Canada? Because what's with all the French? There's, like, them speaking French in season 1, few episodes, a lot of the titles are in French... If Digestif is not in French, my apologies. I just, I don't know. I feel like that is French. Anyways, it opens with Jackie's hand, like, dripping with blood because they they ate the flesh off of her. Very upsetting. Coach Ben is in bed and he is kind of hallucinating. He sees flashes of the girls eating Jackie and then flashes to him and his boyfriend Paul he's kind of just like hallucinating a lot and I have a lot of thoughts about coach Ben and his arc and his storylines this season that I'll get to at a later time because I I don't want to get ahead of myself because I've already done that a few times Natalie is like outside staring at Jackie's body and I have to say Sophie Thatcher did such a great job of like portraying the shock and like I, I just the way she stares at like Jackie's body it was just so well done and then Thaisa comes outside and freaks out because she's like something ate her and she's like she says she doesn't remember and then fans like we ate her and Thaisa's like no no I didn't she's like you were right next to me and then she says Ty you ate her face and then Ty vomits and screams um screaming crying throwing up literally I did see an interview with the actor who plays Van who said that that originally wasn't in the script, but then the actress who plays young Thaisa, um, she she ate the face. She ate the the fake Jackie's face, so they thought they, they wrote that in. Um, anyways... And then Mari, who I guess is the chef, I, I have to say, I find it interesting because they all have their roles. Like Natalie and Travis are the hunters and Shauna's the butcher. And it seems like Mari's the only one who ever really cooks. Like, I guess she's the chef. Um, but then they still pick cards for like chores. So I guess like the water, but then it's like, what do the rest of them do? And it's like, do, does Shauna, I don't know. I feel like the people who have roles, like Shauna, or Natalie, they shouldn't have to do the chores. Maybe they don't. I find the dynamics of the cabin interesting and also confusing. I have questions that I would like answers to. 
But anyways, Mari um, is like, I guess no one wants breakfast because, again, she's like the chef. And Lottie says no one's hungry. Then Natalie's like, we should move her um, remains, bring her to the plane. Because somebody's like, where? We can't bury her. And she's like, I can bring her to the plane and we'll bury her when the ground thaws. And then the coach, Coach Ben is like, that's good. It'll look like she died with the rest of them. Then we see adult Lottie helping somebody meditate. Natalie's watching. Natalie seems suspicious of the whole compound cult intentional community vibe. She comes across Lisa who decapitates a chicken, RIP the chicken. And we see like a bloody tree, like a tree covered in blood at the end of the scene. I don't know what the tree means, but when there's imagery like that, I write it down because I'm like, maybe that's important. Then, um, and the, the, the tree blood dripping, um, then cuts to like blood dripping in like some kind of hospital contraption. I don't know anything about hospitals. Um, hospital shows are the one kind of shows that I refuse to watch. I, every, every hospital show I've tried to watch, I'm like, I, I hate, I hate, I hate it anyways. And so it, it transitions from the bloody tray to like blood in the hospital contraption. And we see that Simone is in the hospital. Um, and the nurse says, we're not out of the woods yet about Simone. Again, every time there's wilderness, wood imagery, woods mentioned, I make note of it because I hear the wilderness and it hears me. And, and she said that she likes to be included. So I, I hear you, girl. <laughs> they mentioned you. Shout out to the wilderness. <laughs> um, anyway, Simone is in the hospital and the nurse, after saying we're not out of the woods yet, I guess she's also a Swifty. Um, I'm so embarrassing, sorry. The nurse asks about about something that Taisa drew on Simone's hand, and it's the symbol from the wilderness. And she, like, rubs it off. She clearly didn't do it consciously. And she's like, oh, it's for protection. Then we see adult Misty at the harbor, and she meets Walter at his boat. He introduces himself. Um, or she's like, I know who you are. Like, she's like, I can do research too. And then the witness starts walking up and Misty's like, shit, that's Randy. I went to high school with him. Like, it'll blow my cover. So they decide to, Misty will interrogate him through Walter. Like they have like AirPods in and she's like telling him, she's like, it's like that episode of this, of the sweet life of Zach and Cody, where Maddie pretends to be, like, London has Maddie in her ear saying intelligent things so she can impress Zach Efron, who then turns out to be, like, a Republican. Anyways, <laughs> does that make sense to anybody else? My brain is just, there's a lot going on up there and also not a ton. But anyways, then we see adults Shauna and Jeff eating pancakes. They're at a diner. And Jeff tells the story about the moment that he thinks he kind of decided he was going to be this version of himself. And it was when somebody got, they got strawberry lube as like a gag gift. And Shauna was like open to trying it, but Jeff wasn't because he said, and I quote, I think this stuff is for bisexuals and gods. And he was like, that was the moment that I chose to be the version of myself that I am today. And, and Shauna's like, that's not 
basically why I cheated on you. She's like, she says a very poignant, I don't know if it's a speech, but she says basically like that she liked feeling like she was out of control without him. Like she didn't know what was going to happen next. And she liked that sense of not being in control. Then Jeff and Sean are driving home and Jeff wants to be spontaneous. He's like, let's go to Colonial Colonial Williamsburg. They almost hit somebody and they get out of their car, but it's still running. And he threatens them with a gun. And then Shauna takes the gun, but Jeff stops her. And the man drives off with their man. And then they kind of fight. Um, because Shauna's like, I had, because Jeff's like, he had a gun. And Shauna's like, I have the gun. It's a very funny interaction. Anyways, then at the compound, Lottie tells Natalie to sign up for something because she's like staring at the board of activities. And Lottie takes her to like her bees. And she says this very poignant thing about when a new queen hatches, she stings all the unborn queens to death. Um, And that's like, I can see why you like them. And she says, this is a direct quote. It isn't brutal. It's natural. It's simply what has to be done. Otherwise, they starve. We all do. And I think a big theme and like motif or whatever throughout the entirety of Yellow Jackets is obviously like consumption and hunger. And and I and I thought that was very interesting. Very interesting. Anyways, then we see young Natalie gathering Jackie's bones. She's a trooper. I would have thrown up. Um, and then Lottie tells her that she's doing the right thing. Um, she offers her her special tea wants her to be saved because Natalie's like I don't want that she's like I just want you to be safe again they're in love um they're in love Travis offers to to join Natalie and she says she'll be fine on her own and there's like weird tension between them again and I don't I don't know it feels like that came out of nowhere like maybe there was a scene that they wrote um that that wasn't included or something because the last we saw they were having sex and they seemed to be kind of connecting but maybe not because there was tension but then they had sex and then the dynamic is the exact same as it was before them having sex so then I just I don't understand what the sex was supposed to delineate or mark in their relationship if there wasn't a shift if they just went back to the same tension i just find it confusing because it's like yeah we as an audience saw travis maybe imagining lottie but nat didn't know that so why is nat mad at travis now or did the sex just not change anything i don't really know anyways we see shauna looking out the window of the cabin she's obviously they're all freaking out about having eaten somebody um lottie says that it's what jackie would have wanted if not for everybody else, at least for Shauna and the baby. And Shauna says that part of her wanted it too, but she feels really fucked up. And Lottie says they all did it together. And then Shauna says she's like, she's worried because she doesn't know what's going to happen next and everything is out of control. And it's a very interesting contrast of adult Shauna missing that feeling of being free and out of control while young Shauna in the wilderness is freaking out about everything being so out of control. Like, it's just interesting how they're each craving different things. 
Um, and I think adult Shauna craving the, the out of control feeling is even more, not even more interesting, but it's, it, I don't, it's just fascinating. Lottie says Shauna's going to be a great mom and that it's going to be a beautiful thing. And she's like, we're all going to help you. And then she suggests they do something to welcome him. I think Shauna's like, why him? And she's like, it's just a feeling. And then they decide they're going to have a baby shower. Yay. <laughs> then we see adult Misty questioning Randy through Walter. Um, Randy mentions Jeff, which is an important thing to note for later. Young Thaisa and Akila are preparing for the baby shower. And I like this interaction because they, they didn't interact much in season one. And I appreciate their dynamic. Um, Akila has a nephew. Um... And so she knows, like, about babies and stuff because of that. And she really misses her nephew. He was, like, four months old when they left. So he's gotten a lot bigger since, and she, like, misses him. Um, I swear, if Akila doesn't live through the wilderness, I'll cry. Mari is making a gift, and she hears dripping. But nobody else can hear the dripping. And then Crystal and Misty talk about eating Jackie and Crystal's like, that isn't the first time I've eaten somebody. I absorbed my twin in the womb. And it's like, okay, pitch perfect. They want their joke back. Like, I just, maybe it's because I'm a twin, but those like absorbed my twin in the womb jokes. I just don't find them funny. I'm like, boo-hoo, get another person. <laughs> um, and then Crystal encourages Misty to perform. Oh my God. The kid and I'm fostering named Lottie is here. She just popped. I, I didn't notice her. And now she's here. Um... I lost my train of thought because she's so cute. She's purring. But anyways, Coach Ben is hungry and he hallucinates Jen like growling at him because he didn't eat. So, um, yeah. Then it flashes to him and Paul again. Paul wants him to move in. He like doesn't want to. I hate these flashbacks, hallucinations, whatever they are. I think originally, at least the way I read them, if you hear a cat purring, that's Lottie, the my foster kitten. Um, I don't want to pause this or move her, but yeah, I, I read these flashbacks, hallucinations with Paul originally as like him imagining things that did actually happen, but then they slowly and quickly become just like Things that didn't happen that he wishes did. Or like, you know what I mean? Anyways, but we'll get to it. Paul wants him to move in. I think this actually did happen. Um, because he did tell Natalie that his boyfriend Paul was a writer and he wanted him to move into the city. Young, We see young Natalie dropping Jackie's bones off at the plane crash site. And she kind of says like a goodbye to her. And she's like, you're so lucky. Like things, I think shit is going to get a lot worse out here. Um, even in your death, like you're making people jealous and like, we're, I'm sorry for what we did, but who knows, maybe you, you're the reason we get through winter. It's a, I, it's, I really like this scene. Um, then she sees a white moose, um, outside of the plane and she tries to shoot it. Um, and it like charges into the plane and like knocks her over. But then when she gets back up, the moose is gone. Then we see Randy being still being interrogated. Um, and he reveals there was a weird group of people dressed in purple. They drank all the Fanta from the vending machines at, at, at the 
motel. That's like the only suspicious thing he saw before Natalie disappeared. Then we see young Misty being coached by Crystal for her performance. Young Van is watching Ty and then Ty wakes up and Van um, follows, Van joins Taisa. Um, and Taisa says, he chose me, the one with no eyes. Then Taisa takes Van to a tree, the tree with the symbol. I don't know if it's the same one from earlier, but because multiple trees have the symbol. Anyways, um, then Taisa wakes up and doesn't know where, doesn't know who the man with no eyes is. She's like, you mentioned, Van's like, you mentioned a man with no eyes. And Taisa does like, we see a flash to like young, young Taisa when she first saw the man with no eyes when her grandmother was dying. So I don't know if that's Taisa's memory or if that's just like something we're seeing as the audience because Taisa says, I don't know what that is. So maybe she does know and she doesn't want to reveal. I don't really know. Then we see Jeff working out at the gym and Kevin is there and he confronts Kevin. He's like, you made my wife really upset. And then Kevin reveals the cops know um, or the, the cops were told by somebody that Shauna was having an affair. And then we see adult Shauna. Um, she's like dropped off in an Uber or something and she tracked her car Um and she goes into the auto shop and she threatens the guy with the gun she stole from them to give it back to her. And it's a really, really interesting like monologue she has about peeling. She's like, have you ever peeled the skin off somebody? People are really sweaty when they die. Um, and then she says, my hand wasn't shaking because I was afraid. It was shaking because of how badly I wanted to do this. And then she gets her car back. So it all worked out. <clears throat> then we see um, there's a flash of the wilderness and like flashback to the wilderness. And then to one of Ben's hallucinations. This is where I start to think it's not. I mean, I know this didn't actually happen, but I think from here on out, they're all glimpses of things he wished had happened um, because Ben says he quit and he isn't flying to nationals. He's like, I'm going to be with you instead. Um, it's basically an alternate reality of like, if Ben's like, if I had just not been afraid to be gay, I wouldn't be dying out here with a bunch of homicidal teenage girls. Um, we see the news on the TV of the plane crashing, and it's just basically him imagining what could have happened if he'd moved in with Paul and quit his job and not gone on the plane. Which I do have to say, I think it would be a really interesting episode if they do. I, I'm personally a big fan of episodes where it's like, if this never happened, what would our lives be like? I, I like those kind of episodes. And I do think it'd be an interesting episode to show what would have happened if the plane hadn't crashed. Um, I think that'd be really cool. I don't really know um, if they'll ever do something like that. I feel like that those kind of episodes used to be a lot more common when like shows have like 20 seasons because there was a, a 20 episodes per season because there was a lot to fill. Now it's like, would I be really interested in watching that? Yes. Would I want it to necessarily take away from like one of the main episodes that actually furthers the plot along? I don't really think so. Oh, then we see the baby shower and they're giving Shauna gifts. Fan gives Shauna a changing TP. 
in case it's a boy, Misty performs a monologue from Steel Magnolias. And it's a scene about a dead daughter. Um, and then we see in the middle of, of Misty's monologue, Travis checks on the coach, but he's like out of it. And at first they're like laughing at Misty, but, the t- but by the time Travis... It's like the, the the Misty's performance starts and they're all laughing at her. And then we see Travis check on the coach. And then by the time we're back to Misty's performance, everybody's like impressed and clapping. Um, yeah. And then we see adult Taisa in the hospital bathroom and she's like losing her mind. She sees the other tie in her reflection and the other timeouts go to her. And then she covers her face in a way that looks like the way Van looked in season one during Doom Coming when she had half her face covered um, after the wolf attack. Um, so yeah, basically, other Ty is saying go to Van. Ty's campaign manager is trying to do damage control about the accident because again, Taisa blew through a stop sign or a red light. Then Taisa asks the campaign manager for her keys. She's like not even listening. She doesn't give a shit about her image. And she calls Jessica Roberts. Then we see adult Misty and Walter post Randy interrogation. And Misty realizes that the purple people could have used a credit card at the vending machines. Then Walter asks about Adam Martin because she's like, He's like, why are you downloading all my theories? And Misty lies saying that she knows his mother and it would just hurt her. Anyways, then Walter reveals the old lady that he moved into Misty's place of employment wasn't his mother. He just really wanted to meet her. And he says, um, maybe I'm just a bored Maury already looking for his Sherlock and I don't know enough about Sherlock I never really like Sherlock Holmes I never really got into it but I do know that Moriarty is like Sherlock's nemesis I think it's not like his sidekick or it's it's like an interesting like choice that he said Moriarty and not like Watson or something everybody knows Watson adult Shauna returns a stuffed animal to Callie's room she had mentioned this earlier um, and I forgot to note it, but she had mentioned it earlier when the man drove away with their van. Jeff's like, you really want to get shot over like that van? And Shauna's like, that stuffed animal Callie used to love is in there. So now that she has the van back, she leaves it with Callie. And Callie hugs it. It's like a a, a sweet scene. Um, then Jeff comes home and he's like, how did the van get back? Then we see Walter text Misty um, that the credit card from the vending machine is from Cherry Corners, New York. And he's like, do you want to do a road trip? And then at the compound, intentional community, whatever, um, we see Lottie leading a group therapy type thing. And she calls Natalie to participate in the exercise. And then her and Lisa kind of have a moment and Lisa expresses her anger and forgive like expresses her anger hugs natalie forgives her um because lottie's basically like i give you permission to stab her the way she stabbed you and then instead lisa hugs her then we see young lottie um give shauna a blanket at the baby shower and natalie's like why is that symbol there we found it by the dead guy 
and Lottie's like it's for protection like Lottie's just and Lottie says just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's evil and she's I love her open-minded queen she's so she's so right she's so right just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's evil and then that takes it Mari like grabs it to give it back um Misty defends the symbol she's like we don't know what it means Mari and Akila um vouch for Lottie they're like Lottie's seen things like we know um then Ty says she's not God and then Shauna's nose starts bleeding and it drips blood on the symbol part of the blanket and then there's a big thud and they all go outside and a bunch of birds have crashed into the cabin Misty's like maybe the iron that we know there's a lot of iron in the ground because of the red river that they saw in season one um they're like maybe it messed with its navigations the birds navigation system or something then Lottie says we should gather its blessings about the wilderness and Van participates and Ty seems upset and then adult Lottie is checking on her bees um and they all appear dead and the honeycomb is covered in blood instead of honey and then she hears one of her followers say il veut de sang which means it wants blood which is something that Lottie said in season one when she was possessed or whatever happened in the seance episode which I love that episode um and she's like what did you say and she's like are you joining for lunch? And then she turns back and the bees are actually fine. There was no blood. So another one of Lottie's visions. Episode four is called Old Wounds. And this is probably my favorite episode in season two. I don't really know because I have to rewatch season two a couple more times before I decide. But it's one of my favorite episodes from season two. It opens with young Thaisa and Van and Taisa is taking Van to trees with the symbol carved into it while she's in the sleepwalking state. We see Van wants them to talk to Lottie. Ty's very hesitant about the whole Lottie thing, but Van's been marking down on the map where the trees with the symbol are. And she's doing this based off of the map that Coach Ben and Natalie were making a few episodes ago. Then we see adult time similar days. Like it's not the way they edit it is very much like as a viewer, you can tell that it's kind of like it's not. I don't know. It's like she's in a daze. It's like not a, a cohesive scene. There are like glimpses and it's like fuzzy. And anyways, um, she's getting a key from under a doormat. She is at Jessica Roberts place. We can tell because the mail says something about just like that. It's. There's mail that's addressed to Jessica Roberts. She's, like, looking through files. There are two Thaisas in this home, which is Jessica Roberts' place. And, like, she's kind of watching herself. It's a very interesting scene. And then she wakes up in a car on the side of the road. The tank's empty. It's, like, a rural area. She doesn't know where she is. But the file on the yellow jacket she got from Jessica Roberts' place is right next to her in the passenger's seat then we see adult sean and jeff talking about their car he's suspicious he's like the insurance company just like found it on the side of the road she's like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." and he's like starting to be like my wife is kind of sketchy um callie says she's staying at alana's jeff tells shauna the cops know about the affair then adult lottie is getting dressed into normal clothes not her cult leader 
garb, I guess. And then Natalie's like, where are you going? And she lies and says she's going to the bank. And then it's like the day of the farmer's market where they sell their honey. So Nat is going to go with Lisa to the farmer's market. Um, She offers this just because she wants Lottie's keys. Um, But we don't know that. Anyways, we don't know that yet. Then adult Misty and Walter are on a road trip. Um, and Misty reveals to Ty and Shauna are still not picking up her calls. They want nothing to do with Misty. Then Walter says they're lucky to have Misty. Um, she's such an attentive friend. And he asks her to pick the music. And she thinks he's like a Yellow Jacket super fan because it's all show tunes. And I guess that is something she's like, that is her reputation. She's like the yellow jacket that really liked show tunes. I don't really, I don't really know. She's like, he likes show tunes. He must be a stalker. I found it funny reasoning, but he's like, I, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like being, a, he's like, I don't care that you're a yellow jacket. That's the least. He's like, no offense. Cause I'm sure it was a significant trauma, but that would, it's like 30 years ago. It's the least interesting thing about you. Then in the wilderness, we see Misty and Crystal singing the same song that she chose for the like road trip music because eventually she did pick a song. And we see Misty and Crystal singing that same song. Shauna gets mad because she reveals that there's less bear meat than last time. So somebody is stealing bear meat from the shed. Mari thinks it's the coach. Um, and he's like, if it had been me, what were you going to do? Eat me? <laughs> Like, what would you do about it? Eat me. Um, which, funny, funny line. I'll, I'll give him that. And then Mari says it's Natalie's fault because she, it's Natalie's fault they don't have any food because she is not participating in Lottie's blessings. Um, and she's like, she literally is like, the birds flew into the cabin because Lottie told them to. Like, what are you talking about? Maybe if you want to talk about like the wilderness providing, like if you really are buying into that. But Lottie didn't instruct them to do anything. Lottie, if she has ever been some kind of prophet, she's never been like, I, it's never been about her. It's been about the wilderness. Blame the wilderness. Don't blame Lottie. Which, like, I I don't know. Why is Mari like, we got the birds because Lottie told them to fly into the cabin. That didn't happen, Mari. That didn't happen. Um, Please think critically. Anyways, people push back um, on her whole sentiment that Lottie is the only reason they have food. Um, a few agree that Lottie, like, knows stuff, um, and is, like, you know, they're all, like, kind of, like, and and Van's, like, what about the bear? Like, nobody can deny the bear. And then that's, like, you know what? Let's do a contest. We'll see who brings back more food. Um, which I understand Natalie's impulse, because I would be pissed off, too, if I was, like, out on the front lines every day looking for food, and everybody's like, you're the reason we don't have any food and not because it's like the winter. And then a bunch of people are like, well, Lottie has powers. I understand both sides because Lottie wasn't trying to have this power. But I understand why Natalie is upset that Lottie does, if that makes sense. Um, then we see adult Natalie and Lisa in the car. And Natalie's cri- criticizing the whole compound thing. She's like, so you can only leave sometimes, like, they won't let you drive your car because, and then Lisa's like, can we stop at my house? Like, I don't really go there. Then we see adult Lottie in a psychiatry appointment, and we find out that her 
doctor is on sabbatical. Now, I'm going to put a pin in this whole psychiatrist thing because I have thoughts in a later episode, but I think it's interesting that the first psychiatrist we are introduced to, which is the same woman throughout these sessions, is not her original doctor. Her original doctor is on sabbatical. Now, is he actually on sabbatical? Is he not? We'll put a pin in that. Anyways, Lottie wants to up her medication because the the psychiatrist is like, you've been coming at a very like usual time. Why are you coming now? Like you're not due. And she's like, I want to up my meds. I'm having visions again for the first time in decades. And she's like, I can't go back to that. And the therapist says, or psychiatrist says to reframe the way she's thinking about the vision. She's like, what do you think they're trying to tell you? Which she is a real psychiatrist. She should be fired. I don't really know. Anyways, in the wilderness, not and Lottie are preparing for their contest. Misty, like, spells out the rules. They each have one weapon, and then Nat's, and Nat's like, we only have one gun. I'm taking the gun. And Mari says, Lottie doesn't need a gun. What, who made Mari Lottie's official spokesperson? Um, I just have to say, like, 90% of the things Lottie does wrong is other people speaking for her or putting things and projecting things onto her. Let's like look tangibly at what Lottie's doing because it's not it's not what people are piecing together to blame my queen. Love Lottie. She's probably her and Nat are tied for my favorite characters. Lottie takes the then the knife and because they only have one gun. They head out. Um Lottie tries to listen to the wilderness. Um she like closes her eyes, she tries to like listen. Um she touches the symbol on that's carved into one of the trees. And she clearly just, she's like, doesn't know what she's doing. She never, like, she hesitantly agreed to this contest. She doesn't want to be this kind of leader, like any of that. And there's literally a moment where she says, fuck me, because she doesn't, she's like, fuck me. She's like, she doesn't want this responsibility. Justice for Lottie. And then Natalie sees hoof prints. Um, and she starts walking after them then we see adult shauna run into alana's mom um and she finds out that callie hasn't slept over at alana's place in weeks even though she's been telling her she has then adult shauna looks through callie's room she finds adam's driver's license or the tiny bit that remains because it was burnt but like there was a tiny bit that didn't burn and then she drives to pick callie up and we see Callie texting the cop guy, and they drive off somewhere. <laughs> then we see adult Misty and Walter at a restaurant. We get more background on Walter. He doesn't have a job, but he's a millionaire. He, like, won a big lawsuit because something fell on his head, and he should have died. Um, but he didn't. And then Misty asks the waitress about the cult with the purple people. And we find out that they sell honey at the farmer's market on Tuesday. Um, and it happens to be Tuesday, which we already know because of the they mentioned they were going to the farmer's market. Then we see adult Thaisa wandering the side of the road. She like hitchhikes. Um, a truck driver pulls up and he like says he voted for her. She has a pen. He has a pen that like when you flip it around, the woman like a, the woman on the pen goes from being clothed to naked, um, which is a minor thing, but it does come up later. So I, I wanted to mention it. Then we see in the wilderness, Akila studying for the SAT. Um, Mari still hears the dripping and she asks Akila to help her look for the origin of the dripping. And then Akila in the pantry finds a little mouse 
and she puts him in her pocket, names him Nugget. Then Lottie comes upon, young Lottie is like still in the wilderness looking, trying to find food somehow. And she comes upon the altar where she made the sacrifice of the bear heart in season one. And she cuts herself as a sacrifice um, to the wilderness. And then we see young Nat following the hoof marks. She sees antlers under the snow and the white moose that she had seen in the last episode is frozen under the lake. Then we see adult Nat and Lisa stopping at Lisa's old house. She wants to see her fish. Lisa's mom doesn't like the whole compound. Um, and I have to say that it's valid to be concerned that your like child maybe joined a cult. But the way she talks, like Lisa's mom talks about her depression, is really upsetting to me as somebody who has depression. She's like, basically, like you can't take care of yourself. She's like, you can't take care of that fish because like, not because you'll forget to feed it, but because you'll like kill yourself and leave the fish to fend for itself. And it's just like, I don't even know. I feel like, and like Lisa's even like, I'm not numbing my pain I'm confronting it and dealing with it and like my depression is like a lifelong thing but I'm dealing with it and I haven't like had suicidal ideation in a while like I I feel like I understand the hesitancy as a parent but at the end of the day shouldn't you want your child to be happy and healthy in the way that works best for them um and if this is working to treat her depression I don't see the issue with it um but I don't really know I don't really know. I, th- I think her mom is just a little judgmental. Then we see adult Shauna and Callie in her car driving out far. They stop somewhere and Shauna confronts Callie about not sleeping at Alana's. Callie asks honestly about Adam and Shauna tells Callie everything. Not like about the wilderness, but she's like, I killed him because he was blackmailing my friends. Actually, he wasn't blackmailing my friends. It was your dad who was blackmailing my friends. Like she she says everything. And um Kelly promises not to tell anybody. And um there's an interesting moment when they're having this talk where Kelly's like what did you guys do out there that like could be blackmailed over and she's like that that it's a lot. Maybe someday I'll tell you. Anyways, Callie promises not to tell anybody. And then we see young Van and the map she made with the tree of the symbols. And all the the, the, sim, the trees that have the symbols make the symbol. Like, a, it's very Inception-y. Um, Ty doesn't think it means anything. Then we see Coach Ben reading. He goes to his little imaginary world. Paula has a box of his ex's things. Ben doesn't have that kind of history... Yada, 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 I don't particularly care. Um, Then we're at Lisa's house in the present day, and Lisa's mom thinks she knows what's best for her, doesn't think Lisa can take care of herself, let alone the fish. She won't give her the fish. Natalie defends her, like steps in and tries to defend her, but Lisa's like, you're making things worse. It's all very sad. Um, And then they go out to the car, and Nat, Nat has the fish. She has it in her mouth, and then... She, like, rescues the fish by, like, having it in her mouth for a little while. It's kind of gross, but she saves the fish. And then we see adult Misty at the farmer's market, and the sunshine honey people aren't there, which makes sense because they didn't go to, like, Lisa and Nat didn't go to the farmer's market. They went to Lisa's house, and I guess they didn't have time to go to the farmer's market. Um, But Misty does find out that the sunshine honey people is somewhere off Route 19. And then 
Walter, Misty's like, we should go. And Walter's like, it's getting late. Like, we should go in the morning. And he conveniently already had a B&B booked just in case. Or maybe not booked, but he had, like, it noted. Then we see young Natalie tell them about the moose. She, like, runs in and she's like, guys, I found a moose. And Travis is like, found but didn't kill. And she's like, it's already dead. It's a, like a frozen under a lake. I'm going to need help getting it out. And Mari is like, but what about the rules? Like, okay, shut the fuck up, Mari. They're starving. She's like, there's no assistance. Tomatoes. <laughs> Literally tomatoes I'm throwing at you. Um, anyways, they go to get the moose. And Akilah's worried about Lottie. And Mari's like, of course she's okay. Again, more tomatoes. I'm throwing tomatoes at you, Mari. Um... Then we see young Lottie wandering through the wilderness. She's like dripping the blood from when she cut herself. She comes upon what she thinks is the the plane that we saw Laura Lee fly away in in season one and explode. So obviously it's not the same plane, but she thinks she sees the plane. It's covered in snow. She opens the door and Leonard, Laura Lee's stuffed bear is there. Laura Lee's necklace is in there too. There's like a a door that leads through. It's like a like a portal type thing. She like goes down it, and then suddenly she's going through an elevator door, and then the elevator door opens, and she's like at the mall. An Alanis Morissette cover of No Return, the theme song is playing. I love this sequence. Um, she's in the mall. And she, like, almost buys some kind of clothes. Like, they, they're like, do you want to buy this? And she's like, I don't have a credit card. And then she runs into them eating Chinese food. And Laura Lee's there. Um, she's the only one who, like, Jackie isn't there, but Laura Lee's there. Um, Laura Lee is obviously deceased. But um, they're eating Chinese food. Laura Lee suggests Lottie say something first. Um like some kind of prayer and that clearly stresses Lottie out she's like I don't really know what to say and again I think this is meant to highlight that Lottie doesn't really know what to do with this power it's not something she really wants or something she's asked for or any of that and then she she goes to eat but Laura Lee tells her to go um and we see then we see Lottie passed out in the snow Nat and the then young Natalie and the others are trying to get the moose out from the lake, but they fail. It's too heavy, and Natalie cries, and it's it's a very sad scene. Then we see adult Natalie and Lisa at a bar with Lisa's fish, and Natalie's basically like, "You're fine. Like, don't listen to your mom." And Lisa asks Natalie if she still wants to die, and Natalie says, "Not today." So that's good. Then we see adult Misty and Walter checking into the um, B&B. They both use fake names. He wants one room, but she's like, no, two. And then we see them each getting ready for bed or, like, preparing. And their routines are, like, exactly the same. They both, like, check the germs. They both, like, do the same. Like, they have the same routine. Um, Which I did like the tiny detail of us seeing the ways they're similar. Then Jeff and Shauna are cooking dinner, and they both apologize to each other. Shauna thinks they're going to be okay, and she tells Jeff that she told Callie everything. 
And then he's, like, mad. But then Callie comes in, and she wants to help cook. Like, she admits that she hasn't been going to Alana. She's, like, maybe turning a new leaf. And it's, like, all you had to do for your teenage daughter to stop acting crazy was admit to her that you killed somebody. Isn't that beautiful? Great parenting. Um, no hate to Shauna. I just think it's funny. Um, anyways, then we see young Natalie is in a hot bath because... She like she like fell into like the frozen lake a little bit, so she's like in the hot bath. And then Akila and Mari bring Lottie in. Um, she's clearly also really really cold. And Natalie's like, get her in the tub; it's already hot. And then not Nat and Lottie have like a conversation in the bathroom. And I this is one of my favorite scenes of the show. Um, they Lottie's like, good game, you fucking loser. And Natalie says, you're talking shit, you little bitch. And it's a throwback to the pilot where when they're going around and saying nice things about each other, Natalie says that Lottie never talks shit unless somebody really deserves it. So I really, I liked that contrast. But Natalie kind of apologizes. She's like, I, it's my fault. Like, this shouldn't have been a contest. And they kind of have a truce and it's like, nice. I love them. Um... There was actually a deleted scene where they kissed. That's not true. I made that up. Um, anyways, then we see adult Lottie at her desk looking through people's notes, probably from like an exercise of what they're grateful for. And she hallucinates a queen of hearts card with its eyes crossed out. Then we see adult Lottie going to a tree stump in her compound um with candles and stuff and she cuts herself and like as a sacrifice very similar to the way that young Lottie did earlier in this episode and she says can this be enough please then we see young van and nat a young van and ty looking for the trees with the symbol and they notice melted snow on one of them they hear a noise and they see javi they chase him and catch him Then we see adult Natalie smoking, watching a group congregate. Um, She sees Lisa showing off her fish. And she's like playing with Lottie's keys um, that she got at the beginning of the episode. Clearly contemplating breaking into Lottie's office. Then we see young Taisa and Van bring Javi back to the cabin. Everybody's obviously shocked. Javi isn't saying a word. Natalie is stressed out because... Travis is going to find out that she faked the blood thing. Mari is like, see, Lottie knows things. She said he was alive. Um, Mari brings up, like, any moment she can bring up Lottie's name, she does. And honestly, I I see her. We see each other. Van tells the group about Ty's sleepwalking since sleepwalking. Ty led them to Javi. She's like, this is the moment that, like, Taisa knew where he, because... Because Mari's like, Lottie knew that he was alive. And Van's like, Lottie knew he was alive, but Taisa knew where he was. And that's when she tells them about the sleepwalking. Then we see adult Taisa um, being dropped off by this truck driver in front of a video store called While You Were Streaming. And she opens the door and Van is inside, adult Van. Episode five is called Two Truths and a Lie. And it opens with Van eating breakfast, um, checking her mail. She has bills that are past due. Everything is like VHS, old-fashioned. Um, and then Ty, she's like, 
working at her store. These teenagers come in and don't know what VHS is. And she's like, we rent out the machines. And then Ty comes in and it's the same scene we saw at the end of last episode, but from Van's perspective. And immediately Ty's like Van and then she passes out. Then we see um, in the wilderness, we see icicles melting. Ty wakes up and Van's gone. Shauna's getting tired of being pregnant. Ty is joining Van for Lottie's circle thing. Lottie's like circle thing is basically just doing mindfulness. Like I did this in group therapy all the time. And maybe this wasn't like a big thing in the 90s, but like it's not some crazy like ooh, 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 like bullshit. It's just like a grounding technique. She's like, what do you feel? What do you hear? Um, That's just mindfulness, girly. I do that all the time. Um, and then she mentions Shauna's baby and Shauna overhears. Then we see Callie and the mustache cop guy at a bowling alley and he's refusing to kiss her. She like, is like, if I strike, will you kiss me? And, and he's like, sure, because she's sucked. But then she's, she makes a strike and he's like, no, I need to take it slow. Yada, yada, yada. Then he goes to the bathroom and the waitress leaves the bill and Callie checks his name. It doesn't say J, it says M. Sarkusa or whatever his last name is. And she Googles him and finds out he's a cop. Then we see Jen and Melissa talking about Javi and how he's not speaking. And Mari assumes he stole the bear meat. She's like, you should at least talk to us. You stole our bear meat. Um, so I guess that's the mystery of who stole the bear meat. He never comes, confirms it, but it would make sense. Um... Travis isn't helping at all. He's like, he'll talk when he's ready. (laughs) Um, Which is fair, I guess. At some point, um, I don't know when this happens, but some point in this episode, there's a background conversation where somebody says to Javi, where'd you get this queen card? Which comes up later because there were no queens in the deck, but Javi found a queen card wherever he was. Um, I didn't write that down, but I know it happens either in this episode or the next. It's like a background conversation comment that you can barely hear but somebody like isolated it and so I knew about that but I do wish they had like I don't know explained that because there were no queens in the deck and then there were queens in the deck and if you like missed that you blinked and you missed it but anyways Travis is mad at Natalie he like won't join her to she's like I'm gonna go check the gill net at the stream and he's like okay bye and he doesn't want to join her Akilah's talking to Nugget the mouse that she found she hides him in her pocket We see her pick a card, um, and Misty and Crystal are bonding, sharing secrets. Um, Then Crystal picks a card, and it's the poop card, and Misty agrees to go with her. Callie and the cop are in his car, and she tells him that her mom was cheating with Randy because she's caught on that he's a cop, so he's trying to throw her off the, the, he's trying to throw, she's trying to throw him off the scent. Misty and Walter are in the car driving to the Sunshine Honey place, and Walter wants to play Two Truths and a Lie. Um, Misty doesn't really go along. We do learn a little bit more about Walter. He had a goat. Um, he owns Taco Bell stock. Yeah. <laughs> they find the Sunshine Honey place, and they're like, this is it. So they go inside. Then we see Van watching something on a VHS and Ty's like, what is that? And she's like, I'm just digitizing the tape. So we find out that's part of what she does. Um, we get more background on like their relationship 
post-wilderness that we didn't see, that we haven't seen yet. It's been a long time since they saw each other. We found out in season one that Ty's marriage was 15 years long, um, which means, I guess, probably timeline-wise, Van and Ty had to have broken up like pretty soon after, or maybe, I mean, there's like 10 years before, but I think she says she dated a lot of women in college, so I feel like they probably like didn't last too long into the post like post rescue time. But I don't really know. It's been a long time since they saw each other. Van guesses Ty's there because of the sleepwalking, and Ty gives Van the pen that she got from the um, truck driver. And we hear about Shauna and Jeff's wedding. Um, because basically Ty brings this pen to Van because she's like, do you remember when we swapped a pen like this out at Jeff and Shauna's wedding and Mrs. Taylor, Jackie's mom, like lost her mind. Um, so they were probably already, like they were probably still together then, but Jeff mentions at some point that he and Shauna have almost been married for 25 years and it's the 25 year high school like reunion. So... They probably got married, like, really soon after they got back. But anyways, then Callie comes home and tells her parents about the cop. Um, but she's like, don't worry. I, I threw him off the scent. Shauna's like, actually, it's not a bad idea. Um, and tells Callie to, to set up, like, a stakeout. She's like, tell him. They'll trail us. It'll be great. Then we see adult Natalie trying to break into Lottie's office, but one of... Lottie's followers stops her and they go to a workshop together. She's like, are you joining the work? They're like, are you joining the workshop? And she's like, later. And they're like, walk over with us. They all love her. Um, Then we see in the wilderness, Ty and Akila talking about Lottie's circle. And Akila talks about a pre-game ritual that she used to have with... um, a character I don't think we see, I don't remember her name, but she she basically says about the ritual, she's like, it was silly, but we could pretend that it made a difference. And I, I think, I mean, I don't think, it's obvious that she's like bringing up this example to be like, I used to do like silly rituals and like maybe it did something, maybe it didn't, but we could pretend it made a difference. And I think she's trying to basically be like, I joined Lottie's group, not necessarily because I believe in it, but because it's nice to find hope and like meaning and pretend something is making a difference, even if you don't actually believe in it, Um, which I think makes sense. I really do. Then we see... um, Travis giving Javi food. She's He's trying to talk to him. Javi still won't speak. Natalie tells Travis to give him time. And they fight because Natalie's like, maybe he'd be, because Travis is like, maybe he'd be less fucked up if you let me find him sooner. So that's on you. And Travis runs off. And then Lottie runs after him. Then we see adult Natalie and at Lottie's workshop. And... She and Lisa are talking and Lottie interrupts and tells Nat that she can go deeper. And then Nat steps away to try to sneak into Lottie's office. But somebody stop, somebody tells her, like interrupts her and tells her, somebody is here to see you. Misty and Walter are at the 
gates of the compound looking for Natalie. And Misty's confused when Natalie's like, I'm fine. Like, yeah, I was kidnapped, but like Lottie was looking after me. Misty's confused about Lottie being there. She's like, Lottie? I thought Lottie was in Switzerland. Um, And Natalie's like, leave. Like, Natalie tells Misty to leave. Then we see adult Thaisa tell Van about biscuit and the altar in her basement r.i.p biscuit and van's like maybe you should see a sleep doctor and tyson's like i really can't like i really can't what if i mentioned sacrificing my dog which i get it i really do um misty and crystal in the wilderness are sharing secrets at the cliff where they're dumping the poop um we find out the crystal's real name is christian um misty confesses about the plan transmitter she destroyed in season one and crystal's horrified misty's like oh no i'm just kidding haha i really got you but crystal's like you're not that good of an actress and then misty's like you can't tell anybody and crystal's like (laughs) and misty's like i'll kill you and then crystal falls off the cliff r.i.p crystal then we see adult Misty and Walter in the car after Natalie sends them away. And Misty's like upset. She's baffled by the fact that she didn't know Lottie was back because she's like, I kept tabs on everybody. And I mean everybody. Um, Walter reveals he knows Misty lied about Adam Martin's death because he's like, her mom, his mom's dead. So um, what was that about? And he says he basically doesn't care that she's a murderer he's like so you killed people my grandmother killed my grandpa but he still sent but she still sent gifts even though she was in jail like you know what I mean? she's like he was he's so funny and then misty sends him home he she's like how dare you you think i killed somebody and then we see adult shauna and randy at the motel and the cops are taking them out and randy tells shauna about the fbi investigating him the fbi quote unquote and shauna tells randy to jerk off into a condom (laughs) and randy has no idea why they're there there's like there there's no explanation he's just like anyways he's like jeff said i had to do this but anyways he's like what are you talking about then we see young shauna asleep and lottie is whispering to the baby and shauna gets mad and ty defends lottie I, I have mixed feelings about this. Was it a weird thing for Lottie to do? Yeah, but Lottie just Lottie means well. She's excited about the baby. Um, then we see adult Thaisa uh, snooping in Van's medicine cabinet post-shower because she took a shower at Ty's place because she had just hitchhiked. And she finds Oxy. And Ty asks Van about, about the Oxy, but Van says it was her mom's, um, that she got cancer. She died a little while ago and she says and i quote i guess people reassess their choices when they know they're going to die which i just thought was interesting based on what we find out later on um and then taisa says maybe you don't have to be dying to have regrets van gets mad she's like you're married you don't get to do that and then van um it's like you come here of course i'm gonna help you ty breaks down she's like i'm losing my fucking mind van comforts her it's sweet. Then we see adult Shauna trying to make the motel look, bed look like people have had sex in it. Like she's moving the pillows around. Randy's in the bathroom struggling to jerk off. Then 
we see adult Nat break into Lottie's office and she finds everybody's files. She like bursts into the common area. She tries to expose Lottie. She's like, he, she has files on all of you, your finances, yada, yada. Um, but they all know all this stuff. And Natalie says her delusions have hurt people about Lottie, which I find interesting. Then we see Lottie tell Nat that what she's looking for is in her head. It's not about Lottie. Like the stuff that she's upset about, it's not about Lottie. It's, it's within her. Nat says to Lottie about Travis, she says, you know what he was going through? You started it. Which again, none of them started it. I would argue maybe Misty started it because she's the reason they didn't get rescued. Um, and if they had got re- rescued sooner, Lottie would have never run out of her medication. And I don't really know. Anyways, it's like, I don't know. They're all kids, obviously, in a very fucked up situation. Um, and it just makes me upset that so many people put blame on Lottie because they're like, you started this whole wilderness thing. And it's like, annoying to me it's annoying and frankly it's not accurate it's not accurate and I get that people want to and I saw somebody say this about like after doom coming they all blamed Misty because they it was easier to and obviously they were on drugs but it was easier to blame the drugs than like and therefore blame Misty than it was to look in the mirror or like take accountability or be like that was really fucked up what we did like it I understand on some level that it's like a survival mechanism to not like lose your mind to blame other people and to like find like to make somebody the bad guy when you're in that kind of situation when the truth is they were all really in fucked up mindsets that makes sense I lost my train of thought But Lottie sends people away. She's like, we should figure out the Travis, like what happened with Travis together. I want to know too. Then we see young Shauna and Taisa in the snow. And Shauna's mad because Shauna had like run out earlier. She had stormed out. And she's mad at Taisa that she's like team Lottie now. Um, Shauna's freaking out about the baby and giving birth. She's like... Because Ty's like, she's just excited about the baby. And she's like, but I'm not even excited. Like, I'm freaking the fuck out about having a baby in the middle of the woods. And then Shauna starts going into labor. There's lots of wind, like snow picks up. Um, We see young Misty climb down the cliff um, and find Crystal's body. And she tries to give her CPR while singing Staying Alive. But she can't. She's dead. R.I.P. Crystal. Um, then we see adult Shauna and Randy leave the motel. The mustache cop does not believe this, so he goes inside and is a creep and sniffs the condom and finds out that it's lotion and not semen. Disgusting. And then Kevin's like, well, you got got because you got bad intel because they know because you fucking suck. He doesn't say that. That was my own commentary. Then, um, coach Ben finds a drawing that Javi made, um, and Javi says that she told says she told me not to come back. The first word Javi said first words Javi says back. And he's like, who? And she's like, my and he's like my friend. And that's all we get from him. Then we see young Misty come back to the cabin. There's like a storm going on. And she tells him that she lost Crystal in the storm. Then Van realizes that Ty and Shauna are still out there in the storm. And Ty and Shauna 
are trying to find their way back. Shauna is actively in labor. Lottie's trying to do her mindfulness thing by being like, what do you hear? Um, Nat's like, what does that have to do with anything? And then Ty is doing that too. She's like, I hear my friends, like I, I, I hear us finding our way back to our friends. I hear the wilderness. Like she is herself doing the mindfulness thing. Um, then we see adult Ty asleep on Van's couch and Van puts a blanket on her, gets up, takes the pills. And then we see Thaisa in a daze, wakes up, kisses Van and Van says, you're the other one, aren't you? And then other Ty says, this isn't where we're supposed to be. Who's the we? Who knows? Then we see adult Lottie trying to help Nat. She's like doing like a therapy technique. She's like, allow yourself to go back. Um, remember the last time you saw Travis, they were doing drugs, Natalie OD'd. And then she's like, I see the crash site. We didn't make it. None of us made it. Then she says, we weren't alone out there. Then we see Nat ODing and there are glimpses of like really like quick flashes of adult Natalie as the antler queen. We see the antler queen like on the plane too. Um, Natalie says we brought it back with us. She says the whole time there was something, some darkness out there. Like when she comes to and she's like debriefing with Lottie, she's like the whole time there was something, some darkness out there with us or in us. It still is. That's what I was right about. And then adult Natalie like lays her head down on Lottie's lap and she turns into young Natalie as she lays her head down. Like we see, which I I thought was a very interesting choice. Um, I always find it really interesting the moments that the adult characters kind of regress back into their young selves. Like in season one, when Shauna is stabbing Adam um, and we see young Shauna, like as, you know what I mean? I just, I find those choices interesting because I think they're meant to be, I don't know. I'm not making any sense. I'm really, I, I never make any sense. Um, and then Lottie sees the antler queen shadow in the ground. Um, then adult Misty showed like after she sent, she sent Walter away. So she's like stranded there. She's like, I'll figure it out. And she like goes up to the, the people and she's like, I really want to, she joins the cult um, or Lottie's intentional community. I don't want to call it a cult because that feels derogatory. <laughs> Um, then we see young Ty and Shauna find their way back to the cabin and the episode ends with Shauna screaming after Akilah asks if she's in labor. Episode six is called Qui, which again, French. Um, and it's like a preposition. It means like who, which, that it's like, it, it's interchanged with those. I took French in high school. I know vaguely. I would love to learn French again, like more in detail. I feel like I could pick it up a little quickly because I, I was pretty good at French. It came naturally to me. I feel like I'm I'm not good at a lot of things. And I wouldn't even say like I'm amazing at this, but I feel like languages are something that makes a lot of sense to me. I think it's because I'm bilingual and like France is, French is obviously a romance language. So it's not too different from Spanish, but I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a unique language, but it wasn't like I was learning like Arabic or like Chinese or a language that didn't, you know what I mean? The episode opens with the girls pre-crash in health class. Um, Coach Bennett is 
teaching them. It's a birthing video. Jeff passes Sean a a note. Misty is taking a lot of notes. Um, And when Jeff passes Sean a note, somebody whispers, why is Jeff passing Sean a note? So then, and we hear the note in Jeff's voice and it says says something like, um, it says something like, thanks for the tutoring session. But then we hear people whispering. So Shauna gives Jeff the note back and he's like, Jackie likes poppies and she goes off to the bathroom. And then Misty's like, how much blood is there on average? And then it cuts to Shauna in the cabin screaming. The girls are turning to Misty for help. Um, And then we see adult Misty giving up her possessions. She has um, brass knuckles, a medicine with some needle, with like a, a syringe, Um, she gives up her phone and finds out about the landline and somebody says our phones keep us captive to other people's priorities. And like, that's so true. Again, Lottie is a queen. (laughs) Um, she doesn't say that, but that was one of her teachings. So anyways, Lottie is not excited to see Misty. Lottie tells Misty that now tried to kill herself and because Misty's like, you kidnapped Nat. And she's like, Nat almost died, okay? I actually saved her life. And um, Misty's like, you two aren't even friends. And then Lottie, like, grabs her head and it seems like she seems lightheaded or, like, I interpreted it as her, like, hearing something or having, like, a bunch of, like, voices in her head in that moment. But then there's, like, a shift. She kind of, like, she seems in pain. And then she's like, actually, you should stay. It would be good for Natalie. You should stay. So she, Misty stays. Then we see adult Shauna get a call from Kevin about being questioned. Um, Her and Callie are being questioned. Then we see young Shauna is in labor. The girls have no idea what they're doing. Misty is starting to, like, freak out a little bit. Akilah knows a little bit because of her sister. Um... Lottie tries to get them to share their hopes. Mari says she hopes Shauna doesn't die. She's like, wilderness, I hope Shauna doesn't die. Then Ty tells Lottie to give Shauna some space. And in the present day, Lisa is looking for Natalie. um, And Natalie is shooting cans, but she's missing. And I think this is really interesting because Natalie's ability to shoot and her role as the hunter is obviously really important to young Natalie and I think adult Natalie not having that same skill and ability is really like it says something about everything she's like lost if that makes any sense like she's she's not her old self she can't even do this thing which is what sustained her and the role she filled in the wilderness. And that's basically like, leave me alone. I'm poison. I ruin everybody. I, I, it's my fault. My best friend is dead. She blames herself for Travis's death. Um, she was, she admits that she was trying to blame Lottie. Like she was trying to place blame on Lottie, but it was actually her own fault. And again, I think this is kind of obviously this, like this revelation that she had at the end of the last episode I think is a big turning point in Natalie's arc for the rest of the season um because that revelation she had about the darkness and the wilderness and all of that and how Lottie was right that it wasn't that her desire to take Lottie down wasn't actually about Lottie it was about herself anyways then Lisa says that 
it wasn't her fault. It was already in him about Travis. And then Natalie says, well, that's something that was in him is in me. And she says about the wilderness, we saw so much, we did so much fucked up shit out there. And yeah, maybe it was to survive, maybe. But I don't think we deserve to. And that just, that break that breaks my heart. It's, it's very sad. <sighs> then we see adult Van and Thaisa. Van tells Thaisa about the other tie and her saying this isn't where we're supposed to be and her kissing her. And then Thaisa notices the overdue bills in the trash that we saw Van throwing away a few episodes ago. And then we see young Misty freaking out. Um, Shauna's losing a lot of blood. She is thinking about Crystal and the fact that Crystal that Crystal just died. I mean, honestly, as much as I criticize Misty sometimes, um, this is one of those episodes where I'm like, I really... I. I understand where Misty's coming from. Trying to help somebody give birth, even if you, like, try your best to know about, like, medical stuff, must be really scary. And then on top of it, like, your best friend, like, the the first person in the wilderness who, like, treated you like an equal died after you confessed your deepest secret and she was horrified and said you're no longer her best friend. Misty was going through a lot this episode. Like, kind of a horrible timing for Shauna to go into labor. Kind of inconsiderate of Shauna. I'm kidding. Okay, don't come for me. I love Shauna. I, 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 I love Shauna. Anyways, Misty, like, runs off because she has no idea what she's doing. And then Natalie tries to get the coach to help. And he he, he doesn't. He's like, I, I just pressed a video. I don't know what I'm doing. So, congrats on being the one adult. Um and doing absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing, Ben. Um, Nat says <laughs> to um, Shauna, she's like, don't worry, women have been having babies for millions of years, you're gonna be fine, Akilah's got this. Everybody's like, everybody's got this, but nobody has it, nobody's got anything. They've all lost it. Not, 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 they have nothing in their possession. They have absolutely nothing. Um, Akilah is, has now taken over and she's talking to Nugget in her pocket, her pet mouse. Then Travis starts preparing like an altar and like making offerings. Um, Lottie says, like he starts making an altar, but then Lottie's like, we need offerings um, and to spill blood. I think he cuts himself and spills blood. And then she says, the wilderness recognizes your sacrifice and so do I. And then we see adult Lottie in a psychiatry appointment talking about her visions, her feelings. They're pulling her towards the past. And um, she says something about, like, is the fear of your past the, a fear of your illness? And then Lottie says, no, that's the problem. I'm not worried that I'm ill. I'm worried that I've never been ill, which I, I, I find interesting. I find interesting. Lottie continues to say that this it sent them to her, the it that was out there. Um, she says the same thing Nat said. We brought it back with us. Then adult Misty is at a prayer circle um, workshop exercise thing at Lottie's cult. And she reveals that she knows Natalie um, and Lottie. They're all very impressed and very interested. Then Coach Ben is freaking out about Shauna giving birth. And he goes to his little imaginary world. Um, I really, every single time there was a hallucination scene of Ben's. I was like, I don't care. What is this adding to the plot? Like, is there going to be a payoff? And I have to say, after watching all of season two, I don't, I don't, I don't understand Ben's storyline. I don't understand it. I'm so confused. 
And I love the writing on this show. Like, I, I'm not ever going to say this show is bad writing. None of that. It's very smart. It's very intelligent. I know, which is, I feel like my faith in the writers is what made it so annoying to me because I was like, no, it's going to have a payoff. It's going to mean something. And maybe it will in season two, but so far I'm like, I've gotten nothing out of it. What is it supposed to mean? I, it bothers me every single time it's on the screen. Anyways. Then um, Shauna's placenta is coming out first. They're losing a lot of blood. Misty's crying. Akilah's freaking out. Misty's crying and Lottie tells her they need her and that Misty needs to get back and help Shauna. And then adult Shauna and Callie are at the police station. Um, Adult Ty is organizing Van's movies and Ty checks with Van about the bill. She's like, what's going on with that? Van doesn't want her help. She's like, you came here because of your problems. Don't try to solve my problems now. And then Misty calls Ty and Ty picks up and Misty tells her about Lottie's cult. (laughs) Then in the cabin in the wilderness, we see the girls praying. Basically, they're doing like prayer circle and they're asking the wilderness to hear them. They're like, I, we hear the wilderness and it hears us. Um, Love you, wilderness girly. I hear you and you hear me too. Thanks. Um, for the blessings. Love you. Kisses, kisses to the wilderness. You know how Taylor Swift said me and karma vibe like that? Me about the wilderness. Me and the wilderness vibe like that. The wilderness is my boyfriend. The wilderness is a god. The wilderness is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. The wilderness is a relaxing thought. It just, it works. It works. It works. You see my vision. We're putting it together. I'm not making absolutely any sense. Take a shot every single time I say I'm not making sense. Shauna passes out um, and then it's a black screen and we hear somebody say Shauna and the closed caption said Jackie said Shauna. I've seen a lot of people say they don't think it was Jackie, but I I think that's interesting. Jackie says Shauna and Shauna wakes up and they hand her a baby. It's a boy. It's alive. They're like, you, we, He's good. Everything's good. It's happy. Yay. Um, Or is it? Then we see adult Ty and Van driving up to Lottie's compound. Van says that she'd rather leave the past in the past. And Ty's like, you run a V8. Like, your entire story is about the past. And she's like, yeah, but a past where, like, things happened and we were happy. And Ty says, I just want to know. Like, she asks her if she's like, still dating and she says I just want to know you haven't given up on love and Van says maybe I have but don't flatter yourself it's not because of you then we see Lisa bring Nat her fish um to take care of for the day and Lisa says something really poignant when um I don't know Lisa is like wise beyond her years maybe this cult is doing good things for people um she says suffering is inevitable and only by meeting it with compassion can we truly begin to grow like pop off queen so well spoken then um, we see young Shauna with her baby. She's struggling to latch. Then um, in the present day, we see Jeff outside of the police station listening to Fuck the Police. Um, iconic. Ty calls and tells her about Lottie and them driving up to Lottie's compound with Van. And then adult Natalie sees Misty at the compound. And Misty's like, we're famous here. It's so cool that like knowing Lottie makes you a celebrity here. And at some point, Nat has this moment where she's like, we're all like this, aren't we? And I don't really know what she meant by that because Misty was kind of being Misty and she's like, we're all like this, aren't we? And I think, I don't know, going back to what I was saying about like the turning point in Nat's character, I think 
there's there's like a change in Natalie now where I think she is internalizing a lot more and like reflecting a lot more and thinking about their reactions and their behavior. Like I, I think she's just being a lot more introspective um, going forward than she was before. I think that's the shift. Like, anyways, young Shauna is struggling with the baby. Um, there's a scene of that. Then we see adult Shauna being interrogated, and Callie is too. And isn't she 17? Why is she being interrogated without um, a p- parent present? Like, isn't she 17? Is she already 18? I thought she was 17. Anyways, um, Kevin tries to get Callie to turn on Shauna. She won't. And then Matt, I think is his name, is trying to make Shauna feel like a bad mom to get her to break. And then Shauna confesses that she never wanted to be a mom. And she tried to keep Callie at an art, like, away. But, like, you end up loving them in spite of yourself. Um, and she does confess that she had an affair with Adam. And then Callie cries and tells Kevin that Matt took her virginity. Um, Kevin doesn't believe her, but she's like, okay, let's go to trial. Who do you think a, a jury is going to believe? Which honestly, that was smart. That was smart of her. Then we see, um, young Shauna wake up and Lottie is breastfeeding her baby. Um, and Lottie says, we need to feed. You'll see soon enough. Very eerie, very creepy. Um, very weird on Lottie's back, Lottie's part. Very strange. Um, Adult Shauna comes back to the car and tells Jeff she confessed about the affair. And Jeff finds out she has a gun in the in the car glove compartment. Um, and Jeff tells Shauna that she's not doing well. <laughs> like you're you're losing it a little bit, a girly. And he tells Shauna about the wellness center and that they're all going up to see Lottie and then he thinks she should go and then Callie comes into the car and tells them about her lie about the 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 sleeping thing um and Jeff is like your mom's going away for a little bit then we see adult Natalie staring at Lisa's fish she tries to kill it but she feels bad and puts it back and then feeds it I just say the first time I watched that scene I thought that she imagined killing the fish because it looked like the fish stopped breathing but then she opened the drawer and the fish was fine in the, but I I think she actually did take it out and it wasn't like her just imagining it, but I don't really know. Anyways, then we see young Shauna and her baby. She gives a really, really beautiful speech about how she didn't want him, but like, she's sorry she didn't want him, but she's excited to see what he's going to become and who he'll be. And she'll tell him all about it someday. And she says, it's you and me, kid. Then the baby latches. Shauna's relieved. Nat comes in to give Shauna some tea. She sees the baby is latched. She wants to tell the others. And she's acting all weird. She's like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, And then adult Van drops Thaisa off um, at Lottie's compound. But then they see Shauna um, driving up. And Van's like, and then Van trails her. So I guess it just took Shauna being there for her to be like, this is weird. Everybody's going. I all joined too. Um, they all arrive at the compound and Van sees Lottie. Lottie looks back. It's a really beautiful scene where Lottie's like facing the, the lake and then she turns around 
And Van has like this look on her face, which is like very hard to read. I don't know. She's like in shock. She's in awe. She's like upset, but she's not like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyways, Lottie starts walking towards them. And then we see a bird's eye view of the compound and the symbol is in the grounds of the compound. Then we go to young Shauna and she wakes up at night and the baby is gone. She goes down the stairs and they're all eating the baby, even the coach. And it's a very disturbing scene where they're eating the baby. You don't see the baby's body or anything, but they're all covered in blood and it's like very disturbing. And she wakes up and it was all an imagination and she's freaking out. She's like, where's my baby? Um, They're like, he didn't make it. You lost a lot of blood. We didn't think you were going to come back. And it's like, it's just so heartbreaking. The episode ends with her being like, no, but I, 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 I fed him. I couldn't feed him. And then I fed him. And like, I can still hear him crying. Can't you hear him crying? I can hear him crying. Why can't you hear him? Why can't you hear him? And it cuts to black. Literally devastating. I understand why so many people were saying that this is Sophie Nelise Emmy season because it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Genuinely. Episode seven is called Burial. Um, it opens on the wilderness and everyone's in shock after the baby's death. Um, the cabin snowed shut from the storm from the last episode. Before Shauna gave birth, the storm was happening. So the cabin snowed shut. Shauna doesn't want to drink water. She's just hugging the blanket where the baby's body is wrapped in. The snow finally stops. Um, and they open the door. They try to move the snow. Shauna creates a little like grave for the baby. It's it's just a bunch of rocks where she puts the body and covers the body with the rest of the rocks. Um, she buries him. It's it's very and she says it's you and me against the whole world, just like she did in her um, imagination with the baby. And then this episode had a different version of the theme song, which I find interesting. I don't quite understand why, but I made note of it because when something's different or I I just make note of a lot of things because I'm like, maybe this will come back in five seasons from now. Who knows? So I made a note of that. I have no idea. Maybe if anybody knows or has any theories on why they changed the theme song for this episode only, let me know. The adult Yellow Jackets are checking into Lottie's group. They're giving up their possessions Nat confesses about almost killing herself and says Lottie's methods might help them too. Um, Then we see young Ty crying to Van about the baby and Van is like, even if he made it, like it wouldn't help that his mom was starving. Like we're all starving. And then Van says, I kept surviving all this shit that should have killed me. And I, you know, I just figured it meant something. You know, like maybe it meant that I had some kind of purpose in all this, but uh, I'm not fucking seeing it, Ty. And Ty says that she needs Van, and Van says she needs her too, but she also needs to figure out why she's still here. The adult Yellow Jackets are picking therapies at Lottie's compound. Like you have to pick the therapy based on one word and not the descriptions. Um, Van's not into it. She's like, I'm glad that you're alive, Nat, and I'm glad, Lottie, that you're no longer in Switzerland. And Lottie's like, Switzerland was over a decade ago. And again, now, like, 
And okay, I find this very interesting with the fact that like Travis knew where Lottie was or did Lottie find Travis? Because how did nobody, like is Travis the only one who really checked in on Lottie or ever thought about Lottie? They all just wrote her off being like, oh, she was diagnosed like with schizophrenia and was locked away and that's it. They just wrote her off. So you're saying that Lottie didn't go to Shauna's like wedding with, like she was just hospitalized immediately after the rescue and she only got out a decade ago? I don't understand. None of them checked in on her. What is... Anyways, this is why I defend Lottie Matthews with my life. Anyways, then Lottie gives them like a... This is the emergency landline. They all give up their phones. And I have to say, from a marketing perspective, that landline was like an active number that people called and it had like messages like that they changed um, before new episodes. And I thought that was a very intelligent marketing technique um so yellow jackets you were smart for that shauna's therapy that she chose is self-care and basically she has to take care of a, a goat for a day and um she thinks they're gonna make her kill it so then we see coach ben hallucinating again in the wilderness he sees paul in the cabin on the phone then paul says he's not welcome here anymore and walks out the door and storms off and then ben calls out for paul and the girls are like are you okay coach seem like you're losing it then we see adult misty and her therapy is guidance and basically she is supposed to be locked in a water tank um yeah or not locked but she's supposed to go into like this water tank thing she sneaks off to avoid it then we see young Misty. Um, they're all like moving the snow and like, I guess, gathering snow to have water. I don't really know. But they're all like moving snow. And Misty overhears um, some of the others talking about Shauna and the baby and then Misty. And Mari calls Misty psychotic by basically because she like, like held her cool. Um, towards the end of Shauna's birth, I'm like, I don't understand. If Misty had a breakdown, they'd be like, Misty's unreliable. Misty keeps her cool in a traumatic moment, and they're like, Misty has no feelings. Like, what what, what can Misty do? Clearly nothing to win you over, Mari. And Mari thinks, she calls Misty psychotic, and she's like, she's she assumes that she hurt Crystal. And like, did she? Like, she did threaten, but Misty, it was an accident. As all the fucked up things Misty did, that was not one of them. Anyways, Misty then gathers everyone in the cabin. Um, and the coach, Coach Ben has shaved at some point. I don't really care about him. I, and I, I honestly, I, I don't really, but he shaves. Felt the need to mention that. Um, Misty then, which I don't, I don't get it, but I'll get to it in a second. Anyways, Misty gathers everybody in the cabin and she's like, we have to look for Crystal. Like, I know she like acts really sad. And she's like, I know the baby was like very traumatic loss, but like Crystal might still be out there. We should look for her. Queen of, of manipulation. Anyways, then the girls try to figure out the rules of the wilderness. They're like, it took the baby, but like it gave us to, like the snow stopped. And they're like, that seems like a bad trade. Um, and Lottie's like, the wilderness isn't like that. Like it, it, Lottie's like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't barter. Like, it's not like that. It gave us what we wanted. Shauna lived. They do a little prayer circle. We hear the wilderness and it hears us. Then, um, 
Jen and Melissa, two of the characters who speak for the first time this season, um, talk about Crystal and if they find her body and if they find her body, we should eat it. And somebody says it would be disrespectful. One of them says it would be disrespectful to the wilderness to waste it. And then like two seconds later, they're like, I hope she's okay though. It's very funny. Then we see um, young Van is cleaning up and we see the blanket that Lottie made Shauna is covered in blood and in the nightmare that she had where she saw them eating her baby that blanket was also covered in blood so Shauna like that flashes in her head obviously and she grabs it and burns it the girls are out looking for Crystal young Lottie um and stops like says her and Ty will stay behind and she talks to Ty about Ty knowing where Javi was and other Ty and Ty says that like that sleepwalking other version of her might be gone. Like it hasn't been, she hasn't been sleepwalking since she started going to Lottie's thing. She's like, I don't really know. And Lottie says she's not gone and that's good. Then we see adult Ty painting a barn, I guess, with a small brush. And then she runs and she sees Lottie and she goes up to Lottie and she asks Lottie for help with the sleepwalking. And Lottie says that other Ty was always connected to the wilderness and it had wisdom. And Ty's like, she wants to hurt my family. And Lottie's like, she might not want to hurt your family. She just doesn't want to be suppressed. But she'll always be a part of you. Don't Misty finds Shauna and Bruce the goat is missing. He chewed the rope. Then Misty knows, Misty knows a lot about colds. She's like, here, I have some food that we can use to lure the goat. I've, I've been like saving food in case they enforce calorie restriction um misty jokes about adam and like because shauna's like they're gonna make me kill this goat and misty's like just pretend it's your artsy artsy lover i don't know if she says artsy artsy but just pretend it's your already like artsy lover you had no problem stabbing him and shauna's like that's not funny like this isn't funny to me um why are you making light of this? And Misty's like, I'm the only one who took it seriously, which honestly is kind of true. And then Shauna says, like, thanks that your hobby is trying to be the perfect serial killer. And Misty's like, why do people keep saying that to me? Um, because Walter had accused her of being a killer earlier. They find the goat. Um, and then somebody finds Misty to bring her back to the tank therapy thing. The young yellow jackets are still looking for Crystal and Misty pretends to be too sad about like seeing Crystal's dead body so she can sneak off and find Crystal's body and I guess hide her because she's like she whispers to herself she's like I won't let them eat you Kristen um the coach is like struggling in his crutches to go through the snow then we see young Shauna go to the meat shed and she tries to like conjure ghost slash hallucination Jackie she's like Jackie I really need you but there's nobody there, and she sobs, and it's a very sad scene. Adult Shauna wants to see if the goat's okay. She, like, goes up to somebody, and she's like, you chewed rope? Like, I don't really know, and they're like, we won't help you. It's your responsibility, and she's like, this goat, like, you can make me kill it, but I don't want it to die because of me or something. Um, she doesn't say that exactly, but she's like, okay, I'll kill the, like, anyways. Then she sees Lottie, and she goes up to Lottie, and she's like, I'm not going to kill the goat, and Lottie's like, you don't have to kill the goat. Um, and Shauna cries to Lottie about Callie and keeping her at an arm's length because she was always afraid that she was going to die or maybe that she never existed. And it's, it's very touching, um, and sad. Then we see adult Misty go into her water tank. There's a weird sequence 
where she imagines her bird Caligula as like a person and it's like a Broadway type thing. And she asks Caligula, the human bird, um, when people look at me, do they just see someone desperate for love? Just some murderer, Um, which I thought was funny. And then she imagines Walter and she realizes she's in love with him, I guess. Um, she, uh, She goes out of the water tank and she calls Walter on the landline and leaves a message about him being right and everything. And then we see young Misty go to where Crystal body, Crystal's body was, but she can't find it. It's gone. Um, or she's looking in the wrong place, but it, it's implied that it's gone. So what happened to Crystal's body? Who knows? That's a question I have going into season three. Um, then she's like, she goes back up the, the hill um, to like where the cliff is. And Coach Ben is standing on the edge of the cliff, the same cliff that crystal fell down and she she like talks him off the cliff and i this is where i'm gonna talk a little bit about ben i don't understand his storylines like the hallucinations and then he shaved and i guess it was like he wanted to look nice for paul in the afterlife or something or like but i just i i don't understand this was a moment where it felt like maybe all of this like background on on ben would get somewhere and it never did like he almost died but then he didn't like I just I don't understand and I think maybe a few of them would have been interesting but there were too many there were too many there were too many um I'm sorry there was there were too many adult Thaisa takes off her wedding ring she leaves it on like an altar thing is she trying to sacrifice it I don't really know Van's there um drinking she didn't do her therapy they talk and they kiss and then ty stops herself she's like i'm married and then van's like i can't wait for you forever and she's like no no i wouldn't expect you to and she's like no i literally can't wait for you like i have cancer and it's terminal and i i thought it was interesting that she said earlier about her mom having cancer which i don't really know if her mom even had cancer because the drugs were evidently not for her mom they were for her so did her mom ever have cancer i don't really know but she did say that when people are dying, they reassess things in their life, which I think is interesting now knowing what we know about her. Um, Ty's mad that Van didn't tell her. And Van's like, we're basically strangers. Then Misty calls Ty and Van to come. And then we see adult Lottie in her psychiatry appointment. She's talking about it sending her friends to her. Um, there's something deep and primal. And... The psychiatrist says it could be that this reunion strikes the primal chord with you because in the past, when you were with these other women, you were free. You were your truest, most authentic self. And then the doctor turns into the antler queen and says in her, in Lottie's voice, does a hunt that has no violence feed anybody? And then Lisa knocks on the door and Lottie turns around and Lottie's actually alone. So now I want to, I want to talk a little bit about is the Antler Queen, not the Antler Queen, is her psychiatrist a hallucination the entire time? A lot of people have mixed feelings on this. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, because I know Simone um, Kessel, who plays adult Lottie, has said that she was like, but she was actually seeing a psychiatrist at first, right? And they're like, whatever you want to read into it. And I feel like because we know she started having these visions, at least when Travis came to her, she either that's when she started, that was the first vision she'd had in a decade, or 
that was around the time they started. Um, I think that, I don't think that this psychiatrist was ever real. Do I think Lottie was seeing a psychiatrist? Yes. But I think her doctor being on sabbatical, to me, nods to this psychiatrist, this woman never having existed. Um, I don't know what actually happened to her psychiatrist who was on sabbatical. Maybe he wasn't on sabbatical. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that, but I, I don't think that any of these interactions with this psychiatrist were real. Do I think Lottie was obviously in treatment and seeing a psychiatrist? Yes, but I think the comment, I was like torn because I, I saw Simone's point of like, no, she was actually in therapy. And then at some point they started being fake. Like maybe the first one was real, but I don't think any of the ones we saw were real because of the sabbatical comment. But that's my take on whether the, I think it's up for interpretation. Um, then we see Natalie gathering the adult yellow jackets to like debrief. She's like, we should talk about stuff. And then they're all drinking the tequila that Van brought. Um, they gather in a circle and they're talking and then Lottie shows up and she's like, you all have to leave because she's obviously shaken up from like finding out her psychiatrist wasn't real. Um, they're like, no, we just got here. And they ask her to join the circle and Nat convinces her again, they're in love. They drink, um, take shots. They have a good time. Nat like kisses Lottie's neck and pulls her aside. Again, are they not in love? Um, they're in love. Case closed. Um, they talk in the circle. Misty mentions Walter and like him being her boyfriend. Misty tells the group about Nat and Kevin Tang, uh, Tan. I've been calling him Tang. I'm sorry if I have. Misty starts talking about the first summer in the wilderness. And Van's like, do you want to reminisce on this? Like, that's weird. Um, like, that. that's weird. Um, and then Nat's like, how much do you guys remember? Because I, like, a lot of it is hazy. And Lottie says that the repressed memories still manifest. Like, they still manifest, whether that's an addiction or illness. And then Van seems upset and steps away um and ty tells van that she knows a specialist at john hopkins she can help her um and then a song comes on that that van likes and she's like oh my god i love this song to kind of def like avoid the conversation with taisa then in the cabin misty is humming a song and shauna gets mad and punches her shauna like goes feral she's like you all ate my baby she like bites van um, and this is intercut with the adults dancing around a fire. And then Shauna hits Lottie once and Lottie tells Shauna to let out her pain. And she beats Lottie to a bloody pulp. Shauna goes outside, um, and puts her hands in the snow after having beat, Sha beat Lottie. Then in the present day, somebody comes and interrupts the adult yellow jackets congregating and says there is an urgent call for one of your guests and it's Shauna and Shauna picks up the phone and she asks immediately is Callie okay which I thought was really beautiful to, to see how much she really does worry every day not beautiful but like touching that she really does worry like her first thought is Callie's not okay and it's Jeff and Jeff reveals they found Adam Martin's body in a park and he says in a way where it's like do you remember that guy you were in a fender bender with like very much like we're being recorded even though he doesn't say that but it gave those vibes Episode eight is called It Chooses. And this is one of the most upsetting episodes I've seen in a while. Good TV, but upsetting. It opens with young Lottie in bad shape post her beating. 
um, Misty and Mari are like helping her up the stairs to rest in the attic. Um, she has blood in her pee and Misty's worried she, like she could have an infection. And Mari's being annoying about like the smell. And then she drops the pee as she's going down the stairs and freaks out. She has a mini breakdown. Lottie deliriously like sees glimpses of things like visions hallucinations who who really knows they're like glimpses of things um Akila is talking to Nugget her pet mouse um about when they get rescued and introducing him to her nephew it's all very sad and then Ty's like what what are you talking to and and Akila's like he's mine you can't don't mess with and don't, like he's mine and Ty says that thing is dead Akila and then they show the mouse is like a husk of himself or it's just like a, a mouse core it was like I have to say I didn't see that coming I didn't think the mouse was not gonna I I think she found the mouse dead I feel like that brings me a little bit more peace than, like, if the mouse was alive and then it died. I don't really know. Either way, it's upsetting. Um, Akila freaks out. She's like, I swore it was alive. Um, but, yeah. That caught me off guard. I didn't think the mouse was going to be fake. I was like, oh, okay. Adult Shauna comes back from her phone call and tells the group they found Adam's body. Shauna says she needs to go. Misty, they are, like, all the... Shauna, Misty, um, Natalie, and Thaisa are all acting weird, obviously, because they were all involved in disposing of his body. But Lottie and Van are like, have no idea what's going on. <laughs> no idea. They're like, oh, did you know this person well? Anyways, um, Misty asks Nat if she's sure that she measured that he was six feet. And Nat's like, I don't really know. I didn't have a tape measure, but he was in there pretty deep. And Misty's like, I should have done it myself. Van asks Ty why everyone's acting so weird. And Ty's like, none of us are acting weird um, except Shauna. But her friend just died. So cut her some luck. And Van knows that Ty's lying to her. Van then grabs Shauna's keys from her hands and throws them so Shauna can't leave. And Lonnie's like, we should all go to the sharing shack and talk about this. Then we see young Ty is delirious she's like it's like blurry vision it's very similar and reminiscent of the scene from a few episodes ago where she was in kind of like a in the fugue state or whatever and um like sees the other tie and they're looking at each other and stuff like that anyways um she like sees two ties in the reflection and then she turns around and she sees another version of herself and she like smiles that creepy smile the other tie um but then it vans there and she's like are you okay and then young van gives mari jackie's leather belt that she found in her like suitcase i guess and she's like it could be protein which is weird <laughs> She's like, mm, belt soup. Shauna grabs a blanket to bring to Lottie. And some people are like really mean. Like, I don't, I think it was Jen or Melissa. I can't tell them apart. I'm so sorry. Um, I mean, I can tell them apart. I just don't remember who's named what, if that makes make sense. Like, obviously they look very different, but I just don't remember who's Jen and who's Melissa. Um, 
one of them is like mad at Shauna for taking the blanket and she's like it's for Lottie she's like oh now you care about Lottie and Van's like Lottie took it for all of us so like whatever um she's like don't let that go to waste then Ben and Natalie are talking about Lottie and Natalie's like maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing if she died and Ben's like I mean she's in pain and he's like no and Natalie's like yeah but also everybody's acting different I even saw she's like even Javi's gone to, to that side Ben's like, he barely talks. And she's like, yeah, I saw him, but I saw him kneeling by a symbol tree. So one of the trees with the symbol carved in. And Coach is like, which one? And she's like, oh, the one by the creek. And he's like making a note of this. So he looks through Javi's suitcase and finds like, and looks through his drawings and finds the one that he looked at a few episodes ago. And he's like, this kind of looks like maybe it's the entrance or something. Maybe this is something like he starts putting things together. Um, as much as I critique Ben, he 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 has good deductive skills. Aquila is freaked out about <laughs> Nugget. Um, Mari hears dripping. She still hears the dripping. Ty says she hears it too, and then Mari sees the wall leaking blood, and she screams. And it's like they're all losing their like they're all losing it basically. Um, nobody is sane in that cabin anymore. The cops have a search warrant in the present day. The cops have a search warrant to search chef and chef Shauna and Jeff. Wow. Ship name chef to, to search Shauna and Jeff's house. They like knock on the door and they're like, we're here to search your house. We have a search warrant. Oh, Matt is super mean to Callie about her mom. Like I just, the thing is, I have to say. I mean, ACAB in general, but this guy, like, no, he literally pretended to, like, flirt with, like, a teenager to get dirt on, like, a, a potential suspect. Like, not even, they didn't even have, like, her DNA. Like, the, the only thing they had was that, he, that she had exchanged a lot of, like, he just had a hunch. Like, he had no proof. He just had a vendetta against this woman. And so he pretended to, like, flirt with his daughter and go on dates with her and text her for a long time just to get dirt and then when she finds out who he really is he's a dick to her he's like literally in her bedroom and he's like like making imagine imagine he was right I mean he is but imagine he was right in his world where Shauna's this like evil serial killer or whatever um like wouldn't you as an adult be I feel like even I I'm not a cop but as like a 23 almost 24 my birthday's in less than a week year old adult I would look at a teenager and I'd be like damn if if her mother really did kill somebody like that's heavy shit to be dealing with I'm not gonna like joke about like oh it doesn't fall too far from the tree if somebody's parent is actually like a violent killer don't you think that would traumatize them and you've already like like led her on and strung her along for weeks she's like a teenager like be fucking for real matt i hate that man like he's being such a like smug dick to her it's like let's look at this rationally even if you think sean is crazy what has callie done she like tried to throw them off the scent because she loves her mother she's still a teenager maybe she knows that her mother like had an affair but she doesn't want him like i i don't know 
let us not forget that she's a teenager and you're a grown adult, like, still being a dick to her. Like, at this point, you can't even just say, like, you were doing it to get intel because you have a search warrant and you're still, like, being mean to a fucking teenager about her mom, who allegedly is a homicidal crazy person. It's rude. It's mean. It's evil. I hate that man. He should have died. Anyways, the actor has said, thanks for letting me play a villain. So he knows he sucks, okay? Um, no hate to the actor. I've seen him in other stuff. I don't remember what. But he was likable in the other stuff. In, the, in, this, in this one, he sucks. Anyways, Kevin informs Jeff about, like, the details of the state of Adam's body. It's, like, gross. Like, it's gross. And I have to say, when I was watching this episode the first time, I hadn't finished... I hadn't even started my rewatch of season one. I mean, I had rewatched a few episodes in season one, but I hadn't, like... I think I'd, I'd, I'd rewatched all of season one at least once um, because I, I got through season one really quickly and then season two had already started airing. So then I was like, I really, I started going back and I did rewatch a lot of season one um, before I started my rewatch taking notes, but I hadn't taken notes and I think I skipped through like them getting like dismembering his body and stuff and like don't get me wrong I still kind of skipped through it but I don't know I didn't remember that Shauna like I I didn't remember that Shauna like took like um like cut his body into pieces I literally didn't remember that I think we didn't get information about what all of them were gonna do but we did see Shauna like cutting up his body a little bit and I didn't remember that but anyways um Jeff is obviously very disturbed by this then adult, the adult yellow jackets are in the sharing shack and Vance says, so this is what you've all been up to with your lives, chasing blackmailers and murdering lovers. And Shauna says, well, that's a little bit reductive. And she's so right. I mean, when people are like, why would you watch a show about cannibals? Um, that's reductive, okay? It's not about cannibals. It's about women. It's like that Reese Witherspoon clip where she's like, women's stories matter. They just, they matter. Me. So, so true. We breathe with this Um, I'm like three hours into recording this and I'm delirious. Anyways, um, Misty reveals that Ty hired Jessica Roberts because, I don't know, they're talking about like Van, about Ty finding Van. And then she's like, you don't have to outsource. Like I knew where Van was. And she's like, what do you mean outsourced? And then Misty reveals that she hired Jessica Roberts. Um, and Misty's like, I took care of it. I took care of her. Um, then we see young Misty worried about Coach because he's um, making something for his crutches. And she's it's like, a, she's like, that knife is really sharp. But he's like, no, I'm, I'm doing this to move in the snow, blah, blah, blah. Um, then young Natalie and Javi are bonding. She made him like gloves or like, I don't know what they're called like gloves but like I don't know like it's she made something to, to keep his hands warm um then Travis apologizes to Nat says she's a good person and he's sorry if he ever made her feel like she wasn't and they hold hands yay then young Lottie in the attic is in pain and she tells Misty that if she dies not to waste her body um she wants them to not waste her body then we see coach Ben mapping out the trees with the symbol um, and trying to compare them, I guess, to Javi's drawing, I think. And then he heads out in the middle of the night to search. 
at the trees. Then back in the sharing shack in the present day, Misty reveals that she kept Jessica Roberts, like, trapped in her basement, so she had to kill her. Um, and then Misty reveals that the FBI agent that interrogated Randy was actually Walter because um, Shauna's like, the FBI's looking into Nat. And Misty's like, actually, no, it's not. That was that was Walter. That wasn't the FBI. And then Misty realizes that Randy mentioned Jeff. And they all put the pieces together that the blackmail was Jeff because they're like, they're like, Jeff also had access to your things. You found glitter in your closet, but that could have been Jeff. They, all, they put all the pieces together, and they realized it was Jeff. And then we see Walter working on a puzzle and listening to Sweeney Todd, which I think are very... Sweeney Todd, if you don't know, is about a, a pie shop where they, cannibalism happens. They eat people in the pies. Um, and not only that... But the puzzle thing, I think, was interesting because of a few episodes ago when somebody said serial killers like puzzles. All little nods, I think. And he gets an alert about Adam's body being found. I don't know if he had, like, something set or if, like, I don't really know. But he gets an alert and then he contacts the police department. Then Jeff has a nightmare of Shauna with, like, blades for hands. Um, I hated that scene. It was so upsetting. And then he wakes up in the middle of the night and Callie is downstairs awake and she's drinking a beer. And they have a really nice like heart to heart where Jeff tells Callie about Shauna's baby there, like his and Shauna's baby in the wilderness and how he didn't just, she didn't just lose Jackie. Like she lost the baby. And he tells Callie that like Shauna's trauma and his trauma and Shauna and his trauma together doesn't have to be hers. It doesn't have to be Callie's trauma. Then we see Walter again. And he pulls a purple suit out of his closet. So it's kind of implied that he's going to head to the cult. Then we see young Misty tending to Lottie. And um, she comes downstairs. And she tells the others that Lottie said not to waste her body. And then Van's like, I can't imagine being here without Lottie. And Shauna's like, me neither. And Mari, uh, Mari's like, the wilderness won't let her die. And Travis is like, he, they might not want her to, but like, we're all starving. Um, or maybe Nat says that. One of them says that. And then Ty says, we need to find a way to stay alive, and it can't be her. Um, then we see the adults confront Shauna, still in the sharing shack, about lying about Jeff and Adam. Shauna's like, my life is a disaster. And she's like, I lied to you all because I knew that if the tables were turned, like if one of your spouses or whatever turned out to be the blackmailer, that I probably would have fucking killed them. Um, which, you know, appreciate the honesty. That's what the sharing shack's all about, Shauna. We hear you. And so does the wilderness. Um, Nat says that they, sh- that they should talk about things. Like they're all dealing with, like that they need to deal with things. They should all talk about it. And then Lottie's like, talking and therapy isn't going to help or fix things. Like, okay, Lottie, you and Nat are switching roles. And um, Lottie says we have to give it what it wants. And then in the wilderness, Lottie is still up in the attic, incapacitated. And the others start a ritual. There's, like, no discussion. Um, We just see Van, like, show the one queen card. Then they all go in circles picking the card. Um, And Nat picks the queen card. 
Shauna puts the necklace on her and Shauna goes to slit her throat, I guess, because she is the butcher. Nat is like, you're going to have to do this to my face. So she turns around and before she can slit her throat, like before Shauna can slit Nat's throat, Travis jumps in and tells her to run. Then the rest of the Yellow Jackets chase Natalie. They howl. Um, Travis is being restrained, but he looks to Javi and Javi runs to help Natalie. Then in the present day, adult Lottie says that they should give the wilderness what it wants. She pulls out tea that she has and she's like, one of them is poisoned. Um, One of them is poisoned and we can just drink it. And like that way the wilderness will choose whoever, whatever. And um, they're all like, Lottie, what are you talking about? And she goes around and basically tells them everything that's wrong with all of them. And as much as I'm a Lottie apologist, this is one of the things which, where, doesn't make sense. I think after seeing the, like, the entire season, I get it now. But at the time when the others weren't, it didn't seem like at the end of this episode um, that they were immediately like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, because I was like, I genuinely, when I was watching this, I was like, in the wilderness, like they made it a ritual and like a spiritual thing, but... It was practical. They needed to eat. Like, they were starving. Like, now what would it do? And where does it end? Like, do they all die? Like, it didn't make sense to me. And now I just... Now I'm like, it. she wasn't well. It's not her fault. Anyways. Um, not that it wasn't a fucked up thing to propose, but... And then somebody's like, why don't you just drink the tea? And she's like, we don't get to decide. It chooses. And that's the title of the episode. And then in the wilderness, we see Coach Ben find the tree stump from Hobby's drawing. And he, like sees that there's a cave inside um and he jumps in so happy happy for him (laughs) um they the the yellow jackets continue to chase natalie and then javi says that he can help her that he knows a place they can hide they run across the lake and then javi it breaks under him and he falls in and natalie helps him at first but then misty jumps in and, and and restrains her but then eventually misty just like they all just watch him drown instead of helping and he was calling natalie and it was it was so sad it, it was genuinely so upsetting um and obviously once he's he's passed they they pull out his body um and van says the wilderness chose and i remember um there was an interview that Melanie Linsky did where she said that something something that happened later in the season was so like that was it was haunting or she was like it was so upsetting that I was like I cried reading it and then I went about my day and I just thought of it again and I like started crying again and I immediately once I watched this episode knew that's what she was talking about because the I felt the exact same way like I was watching it and I cried and then like the next day I just thought about it again and I got so viscerally upset like it was just such a sad scene and I'm even now like tearing up thinking about it it was just so sad it was so sad it was very upsetting and heartbreaking um anyway hobby's gone but never forgotten um and here we're coming up on the last episode so not coming up this is the last episode episode nine is called storytelling it opens with um 
the wilderness and Natalie is, is very shaken about Javi's death. She like walks up to the cabin and Travis is so excited to see her, but she is clearly like not able to be excited back. And, um, the rest of the yellow jackets walk up with Javi's body, like tied to a big branch. Um, and Travis is obviously upset. Nat says that it all happened so fast and the wilderness chose. Travis is, like, very upset. Then in the present day, adult Lottie says that it won't stop until it gets what it wants. Um, and she goes to, to drink the tea to start the ritual. And Shauna stops her. She's like, we have to do it the way we used to. We have to give it a hunt. And everybody's like, what the fuck are you on, Shauna? But Shauna kind of, like, motions while she's hugging Lottie that like don't worry guys and Shauna's basically faking to appease Lottie Ty like agrees she's like yeah we should give it a hunt um and then Lottie Misty says um Shauna tells Lottie to to send her people away like make sure nobody's around and Lottie's like yes the woods will be ours tonight um tonight and she walks she leaves and Misty they're like and they're like Shauna basically is like I bought us some time so we could figure so we can figure out what to do with her Misty says that it wouldn't be too hard to have her committed based off of her history um and now thinks they can't just hospitalize her she's like she she's homicidal we can't just have her hospitalized and Van agrees and then Van says this isn't just about her mental illness we all know what she went through out there because we all went through it too and I have a lot of mixed feelings about this because I think obviously they have like a shared collective trauma but I think all of their like when you like go through a traumatic experience even if every single person is experienced like you experience it together there are obviously a lot of things shared like it's a shared trauma but that doesn't mean that everybody even though it's a shared trauma all of them brought their own history and life experiences and life perspectives and that shaped how they reacted to the trauma and how the trauma impacted them long term so yes the shared trauma and you all went through something out there together but you also each went through your own individual processes in a way and I think that Lottie being unmedicated and it like not trusting her reality and then becoming like a prophet and then being like all of those things each of them I mean a van like almost died on the plane and then was attacked by a wolf like while you all went through the trauma of the plane crash and like the wilderness and eating each other you also each went through your own experiences and it's not just about her mental illness. Obviously, like, the her mental illness, like, something triggered her to then re- regress back to, like, the wilderness. Like, I, but it is about her mental illness. Maybe it's not just that. Maybe something was triggered. But I don't like this narrative that just because you all went through the same thing, that you all understand what Lottie's going through, or even that Lottie understands Van's perspective. You all have different reactions and like long-term effects from the trauma. And I think Lottie's reaction in the present day is her own. 
And it's not just about her mental illness, but that's an important part. And I don't think that should be ignored just because you all went through a very collective trauma. I can experience the same trauma as somebody else and it impact me completely differently based off of other traumas I've experienced or other, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Anyway, so I just, I have mixed feelings on this way the fan is talking about it because you didn't all go through the same thing. You all went through something together, but you each lived different. Shauna had a baby out there. Van was attacked by a wolf. Ty was like sleepwalking. Like they all, they all, there was a shared trauma, but there was also individual traumas and individual effects and that shouldn't be ignored. Anyways, sorry for going on a rant. Um, Then Nat says, have you forgotten where that leads? Um, And then we see young Misty telling Lottie that they're going to eat Javi. Basically Lottie's like, why is... Travis screaming and she's like, we're going to eat Lottie. We're going to eat Javi. Um, Lottie is like freaked out. She's like, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't want this. Misty's like, I, I told them what you said. And like, we did the ritual and yada, yada, yada. And anyways, Lottie's really freaked out. She's like, I never wanted this. And then Misty's like, you started this again. How did Liz, Lottie start any of this? Lottie is like really upset by this whole situation. And then Misty, go down st- Misty's, Misty goes downstairs and tells the others that Lottie's pleased with the wilderness's choice. Um, and says that Javi will save us. She never said that, okay? Um, and then Misty instructs Shauna to start butchering Javi's body. Travis is outside holding Javi's body, crying. He eventually lets him go. Um, and they, like, set up a ta- like a, an area for Shauna to, like, butcher him. They take off his clothes. Shauna, like, cries. I honestly skipped through this scene because I didn't want to, I, I didn't care to see them cutting up Javi's body. So my apologies. I'm squeamish. Um, anyways, adult Misty is looking through Lottie's office. She finds Lottie's meds to get her doctor's information so they could contact him and commence and get her committed. Um, and then she breaks into the cabinet with her own possession and she gets her phone and then it starts ringing and Walter's there. Um, he came to help. Which I find it kind of interesting that he just happens to be in her office, like Lottie's office. Like, how does he know Misty's there? It's kind of weird. Anyways, adult Thaisa and Van are making masks for the ritual, the hunt. And Van says she's not sure about, like, their plan. Um, she doesn't, she's like, she doesn't think that Lottie's sick. And she says that they've all felt it. Um, And Van doesn't think locking Lottie up will help. And again, I have such mixed feelings about this because I am against institutionalization. I don't think locking locking somebody up helps either. But again, I think the fact, it's just, it, it's very like weird to me that like, oh, Lottie's crazy, Lottie's crazy, Lottie's just schizophrenic until suddenly it's like, Lottie's actually not crazy. Um, we like, we shouldn't get her treatment. It doesn't make any sense to me. Which is it? Is she crazy or is she not crazy? Like, is she crazy or is she not? Make up your mind. Then Van proposes that they handle it themselves, whatever that means. Then adult Shauna and Natalie are also preparing for the hunt. Natalie's burning all the queens, but the queen of hearts in like a deck of cards. Shauna's making the knives dull. Um, I guess so they don't actually hurt each other. Then Jeff and Callie are driving up to the compound. 
Um, and Jeff's talking about like disappearing and how hard it would be. And he's like, we, I, we could never Google ourselves again. And Kelly's like, do you Google yourself a lot? I love that line. Um, and then Jeff mentions the gun that Shauna had and Callie figures out that it's like in the glove compartment because um, he was super obvious about it. And then the cops trailed them. Adult Natalie talks to Lisa. Lisa's like dying, all the clothes, heliotrope. Um, and Nat tells Lisa that she needs to like get out of the compound. Something's happening. And she says, I appreciate you trying to teach me forgiveness. It's a nice idea. And that made me really sad. Lisa's, like, concerned because she's, like, what are you talking about? Something's happening tonight. And I think, honestly, I understand Nat's intentions, but I think it was, she shouldn't have said anything. Wasn't Lottie going to send people away anyway? Why would you tell Lisa something's going to happen? Leave. Bad, bad decision. But you know what? It's okay. Nobody's perfect. Um, Coach Ben emerges from his cave to see Shauna has butchered somebody. At first, he's like, oh my God, mean. And then he's like, he's like disgusted, in shock, all of that. Then Nat and him talk, and he's like, we can go hide. We can survive the winter. I found some place. And Nat's like, he's like, you're not like these other girls. And she's like, no, I'm worse. I let Javi die in my place. It was supposed to be me. Um, and she's like, you're a good person. You don't belong here. Which I thought the good person comment was interesting. Um, because Travis in the last episode told Nat that she was a good person, um, even though he wasn't treating her like one. So I just find it interesting that now Nat's like, I'm, coach is a good person, so he doesn't belong here, but I'm not a good person. I feel like this is one of like, I mean, obviously it's a very pivotal turn in her character when she lets Javi die. But, um, anyways, Young Van and Ty, Young Van and, and Travis talk in the attic, and Van says she's not ashamed, um, and then says, "Let your brother save you, Travis." Very weird interaction. Then we see Walter is in the compound kitchen. He's in Lottie's. He's in the kitchen. He's making something, and he's humming. And then Kevin walks in, and Walter pretends to be super impressed by the fact that he's a detective. And then he's like, where are my manners? Here's some hot cocoa. Um, and then Jeff and Callie see Walter and Kevin in the kitchen. And Jeff sends Callie away to find Sean. And he's like, I'll take care of it. Then Jeff asks Walter to step away. And he confesses to Kevin about, he confesses to Kevin that he killed Adam. But then Kevin passes out. Walter introduces himself. He's like, do you want, can you help me with this body? Um... Kind of funny. Then Coach Ben is in the um, cave trying to start fire with rocks, but he can't. Um, boo. Boo, Ben. Um, then Shauna comes into the cabin with the meat, um, and they kind of follow Travis's lead. Like, nobody wants to eat, any, like, the meat. And then Shauna, like, is like Travis, and then Travis sets down... The wolf that um, Javi carved, we saw it in season one. He, like, carved a wolf. Um, he, like, sets down this this wolf that Javi made over the fireplace. And then he grabs Javi's heart, bites into it raw, um, and then throws all of the meat on the fire. And they eat. They, they all then eat. 
young Misty brings Lottie food, um, and Lottie's really conflicted about eating it. She's like, I thought the wilderness wanted what was best for us, but I don't really know anymore, which I, I understand. And then adult Lottie in her office, I honestly find this scene confusing. I don't understand the point. It's like an interesting shot where it's like a, like they they pan around her in a circle, but I just, I don't understand the point of this scene. I still don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Anyways, um, adult Ty calls the crisis team and calls them off. She's like, because Van, it was Van's idea. And then the, then we see the adult yellow jackets congregate in the woods and prepare for the, the ritual. Lottie arrives. She's like really pleased with like the, the, set up the masks she's like happy and then Callie runs in, Callie's looking for Shauna and she runs into the gross mustache cop and we see that she has a gun behind her um back she's like holding a gun the mustache guy then gets a call from Kevin it's Walter calling with like rec- like th- through Kevin he's calling on Kevin's phone with like recordings that he, of Kevin talking that he recorded or something. And so the mustache cop goes away. Then the adult yellow jackets start the ritual. Um, Shauna shuffles the card. Ty tries to talk to Lottie. She's like, are you sure? And then Van is like not helping at all. And then Van's like, Shauna, you've been shuffling enough. And everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? And then Van's like, I'll pick first. Like very much like I'm into the ritual now. Ty hesitates and then then she hesitates and Lottie's like you are are you like not doing it because you know what happens or whatever and then she picks it and she has that smile on her face that I feel like is meant to be the other tie but I can't really I don't really know if it's other tie or not but that was an interesting anyways and then they all go in circles they start again um Lottie's like again and then we see Ty and again it feels like it's other Ty based off of the face and she like nods with a smile on her face um and then Shauna eventually draws the queen card and they all like turn around and start putting their masks on and like staring at her and Shauna's like time out we're, we're not actually doing this are we she's like you know there's no it right it was just us and then Lottie says is there a difference and I loved that exchange I feel like that is so central to the show it's like is there something out there or is it all just trauma that's like one of the biggest questions I tend to read into like it was all just trauma manifesting in some way but is there a difference great question then Shauna starts running they chase her the mustache guy finds Kevin in the trunk of the car which is where Walter had left him and the the phone that was ringing then he opens the trunk and Walter grabs the mustache guy's gun and shoots Kevin's body. Um, and Walter is basically like, I have this whole narrative set up. Like, aren't they going to be so excited when they find out that like you stopped your like corrupt friend or whatever? Um, basically he just hands him a solution for Adam's Mart Adam's death and Jessica Roberts. And it was all Kevin and now he's dead. And I have to say, why couldn't they have killed the mustache guy? Why did it have to be Kevin? Like, why did it have to be Kevin? I understand that Jeff, like, 
was confessing to Kevin because maybe he knew him better. So then Jeff was the one who had to be, but like, or Kevin had to be the, but it makes me sad. The mustache guy sucked way more. I mean, don't get me wrong, ACAP, but like if one of them had to die, why couldn't it have been the mustache? I would rather Kevin be a hero than the mustache guy. But anyways, um, the Yellow Jackets continue to chase um, Shauna and then Callie shoots Lottie in the arm because she's trying to kill her mother. And then Lottie is like so excited to see Shauna's daughter. She's like, she's so powerful. Um, Again, she's like clearly out of it um Lottie is and then Lottie's like can't you hear it it's with us now then Shauna asks Misty when the psych team is coming and Ty's like they're not coming um it was Van's idea and then Van says she's like this because of us and again to some extent maybe but let's not forget that Lottie was on medication before the crash this wasn't all prompted by the crash like she had seen a child psychiatrist and they had put her on medication That's an important part of Lottie's character because they all have like their own issues, but she's the only one who's diagnosed with a mental illness. Then young Lottie comes down from the attic and they're all so excited to see her. They hug her and they're really excited. And then somebody asks Fan to tell a story and she starts talking about the wilderness. She was like, once there was one place called the wilderness. It was like violent, but it welcomed people who came. It built a house. It was really beautiful. And then we see Coach Ben outside at the cabin and he's like gathering supplies and he gathers matches then Lottie interrupts Van's story um to say she never wanted to be in charge and she says and I quote this is a direct quote I wrote it down she says it chose me I think because because I was the only one who knew how to listen but I can't hear it anymore I think that's because it doesn't need me anymore you all learned how to hear it to feel it Maybe what it wants for us now is a leader who can help us survive for the rest of the time we're out here. And that isn't me. Um, and they're like, no, why? We love you. And, and she's like, the wilderness has already chosen who it should, who, who should lead. And we see Ty, Misty, and Shauna kind of looking hopeful. And then Lottie appoints Natalie as their new leader. Then we see the adults. Lottie is clearly like unwell, messed Misty is tending to her gunshot wound. Um, and Lottie says to Natalie, you were always its favorite. And then Natalie's like basically like shut up and has a knife pointed at Lottie. And we see um, it's intercut with the clip from the first season where at Doomcoming, young Nat like yells at young Lottie. Um, that's like, it flashes to that at some point. Um, And Lisa appears with a gun to stop Natalie from hurting Lottie. Then we see young Lottie say that Nat is their new leader. She kisses Natalie's hand. The coach, Coach Ben is looking through the window, not excited at all. Um, All the girls welcome Nat as their queen. They like bow, they curtsy, um, they hold her hand. Lottie's the only one who kisses her hand. Again, they're in love. Then... And Natalie is clearly, like, happy. She feels, like, seen. She feels recognized. I love that for her. And then in the present day, Lisa's, like, freaking out. She's like, you killed people. What are you talking about? She's worried somebody hurt. She's like, who hurt Lottie? Um, And Nat tries to, like, talk her down. She's like, don't worry. And Lisa's like, drop the gun. So Nat drops, or Lisa's like, drop the knife. 
Nat drops the knife, but then Misty jumps towards um, Lisa to like stab her with like me- with a syringe, and Natalie jumps in front of her and stops her and is stabbed instead. And then it cuts to Natalie on a plane, um, and we hear Javi's voice. The girls are in shock about Natalie. Um, Misty says it's too late. Somebody's like, is there anything we can do? And she's like, no, it's too late. And then we see, um, there's like this, the plane sequence. We hear Javi's voice being like, don't worry, Natalie, like, it's okay. Um, Nat says that she's not supposed to be there. And then young Natalie appears and says that they're exactly where they belong. We've been here for years, is what she says. And then Natalie says she's not ready to go. She's crying. And then young Lottie appears and puts her hand on her chest the way that she she does and, like, breathes with her and calms her down. And she says, it's not evil, just hungry like us. Just let it in. And then Nat looks out into the distance, breathes in, and the plane sequence is over. Misty's crying over Natalie's body. The police are there. We hear that they ruled her death and overdose. Lottie is being taken away. We see Walter tell Misty he took care of Adam, um, the Adam Martin situation, but Misty's crying about killing her best friend. Jeff tells Shauna that everything's going to be okay, and she tells him that Natalie's dead, and she's very sad. And then as Lottie's being, like, taken away in an ambulance or something, um, Ty tells Lottie that they'll check on her this time. Um, and then Lottie says, we gave it what it wanted. It is pleased with us. You'll see. And she turns to Van when she says, you'll see. So does Van no longer have cancer? I don't know. That is to be determined. There's an interesting shot where Callie, the look look on her face is very interesting. She seems like relieved in a sense. Like she smiles a little. It's a very interesting look. And Shauna looks at her concerned. I think it's kind of Shauna's moment of being like, have I turned my daughter into like the worst parts of me? Then we see young Shauna writing in her journal about how upset she is that she wasn't chosen as the leader. And she starts writing that she thought Jackie was the one who made her feel invisible, but, but then she smells smoke. So she doesn't finish the thought, but I guess she was probably going to say something like, but it, it wasn't just Jackie. Like everybody sees me as invisible. I don't know. Um, but she smells smoke. And so she yells at everybody to wake up. She grabs like, as many things of hers as she can. She grabs her journals. She grabs Jackie's dress that she wore on Dune Coming, which I find interesting choice. And then the cabin's on fire from like the outside. The door like won't open. They're all grabbing as much as they can. Van tries to kick down the door. Ty helps. Like they're all kicking down the door. They grab everything they can and run out. And the episode ends with them watching the cabin burn down. And that is how season two ends. And... This is unfortunately the end of my Yellow Jacket content for the foreseeable future, which is really sad, really sad because I, I love Yellow Jackets. Will I stop talking about it? Probably not. I'll still mention it every once in a while, but these two deep dives took a lot of effort um, with the prep and the editing too, because they're on the longer side. So if you enjoyed this, please rate and review, message me, give me any feedback that you'd like. Um, I do want to keep doing deep dives. I don't know which show I'm going to do a deep dive on next, but the next few episodes will probably just be me talking about whatever's on my mind um, television-wise. Probably not that much structured format. At least for the next couple weeks. My birthday is next week. Um, 
and my sister's in town. So I just like, I don't have time to sit down and like do the, the rewatches, but I love yellow jackets so much. I have really enjoyed doing these deep dives. I will, I honestly, I listen to my own podcast sometimes and I'm going to enjoy listening back to these, um, especially whenever season three comes out, like I'll look back and I'll listen to all my thoughts and my recap and I'll enjoy it because you know what? I enjoy, I enjoy my own thoughts. I find myself interesting. If not, I wouldn't have a podcast, but anyways, I uh, thank you for joining me on this journey sorry the episodes are long but I hope that the chapters help and you can like bounce around whenever you want to but um yeah all my social media is linked below all of that thank you so much for tuning in I love this podcast it brings me so much joy and fulfillment and if you listen to even one episode thank you it means a lot um follow me wherever you listen to podcasts rate and review Follow my social media if you want. All of that. Um, don't worry. I'll keep mentioning Yellow Jackets like all the time. Um, I'm, I'm fostering kittens named after Yellow Jackets characters, and they're going to be up for adoption soon, like in the like in the next couple days, which is kind of sad but exciting. So, anyways, feels kind of fitting that this 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 is one of this is like the last podcast probably before I no longer have the kittens. Um, no idea what next week's going to be like, but I'll figure it out when I get there. So thank you so much for tuning in and you'll hear from me next week. Bye guys.